Mike, turn your games down. Hi, we're doing another movie episode of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Overton, who's laughing at the way I introduced with me tonight. I'm Tiffany Overton. That's all I got. <laughs> I'm Bill Tucker from A Gamer Looks at 40 podcast. And yes, Mike, that is a fighting pose. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Yelena with an H of Hell Hath Fury. That is all of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and for the joke, I mean, my wife is normally, normally doesn't record that much. Every time I record, even though nobody can see it, I always count to five out with my hands. And I have the same pose and I do every single time, even though nobody can see me. It was extra funny today. I don't know. Well, it fits the movie. <laughs> okay. I also want to say we're back finally. We After it's been, hasn't been a year yet. Because it was November, December when we when we finished the Infinity Saga that we published it. But I think it was earlier than that that me, Bill, and, and Mike actually finished recording all that mess of movies. It was a journey. It was it was quite the journey. It was quite the journey, yeah. But we are finally back, and this time we are covering Black Widow 2021. Should have been freaking in Phase 3, and I'm upset that it wasn't. No, it's not. This movie should have been before Infinity War. Far From Home should have been in Phase 4. I can't with you today. I'm gonna die on that hill. <laughs> okay. It's a it's a very it's an easy hill to die on, and you're 100 percent right. I mean this this movie we'll talk obviously at length about it. <laughs> yes. This is this is an odd movie to kick off Phase Four, and I forget who said it at some point. This should have been a direct to Disney Plus kind of deal, you know, hold, tied us over through the pandemic, but nope. That's not kind of not what happened, and here we are with this is the beginning of Phase Four. So they wouldn't hey. release it. Uh, yeah, they should just they should just release it on Disney Plus. Been a wonderful little bridge movie, and perfect. They were worried they were going to lose money, so they waited. They oh. still lost money. Yes, but they I waited. Forgot that that happened. That is such an interesting refresher of the pandemic. Yeah, and I also Scarlett Johansson. Was, oh, sorry. Oh, I remember partly because we released the episode. I was excited for the next one to come out because it will help boost our our numbers that people would go listen to our old episodes and then they didn't post the movie for a year. <laughs> so the whole like 2020 we record all the MCU. There's nothing happy since MCU while we're releasing episode after episode. Yeah. We're just so cranking them out. Yeah. Yeah. The timing didn't work <laughs> out too. Scar- Scarlett Johansson also didn't, didn't she actually end up suing Disney over this movie? Yes, she, she did. Yeah. Yeah. Something <laughs> yeah. about her contracts that doesn't include streaming. Is that right again? Yeah. Yes. Boy, oh boy, Disney. It's not like, well, you know, Disney's really scraping and, you know, looking under the couch cushions for money. Disney is, right? I mean, they're really just kind of <laughs> scraping together every buck to make this thing happen. So I could totally they see how. a lot of court so you know that they're guilty. Is, is Disney, yeah, they're much. guilty. Which made me sad because, I mean, that kind of, I think, kind of cemented that we're never going to get her again in the MCU. Because usually when you sue your boss, you don't come back. So. <laughs> Should we try it? See what happens? I mean, yeah. plus she, she died. So there's that. Well, yeah, but there's there's <laughs> other ways to come back in this. There's the multiverse. Yeah, the multiverse. That fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Have you seen What If? This is going to shock you. I think I've seen maybe four movies from Marvel. Okay. This being one of them. Well, um, I thought, there's nothing wrong. I what if nothing. is one of the cartoon, one of the one of the animated shows that are part of the MCU that is not worth watching, but there's a reference to something with Black Widow in there, but I don't think it counts because it's not even Scarlett Johansson did the voice. She so, did. No. Oh. She didn't come back. So I'm like, well, that's not. Well, you can't even come back and do a voiceover for a cartoon. You're probably done with them. That's super soon. Chris Evans came back, but not her. Not, not her. 
And she she knows how to do animated stuff. She was sensational as the porcupine in Sing. So it's not like she's <laughs> completely she, alien to. Movie. I do not diss that movie. I I think it's a charming. I love that I do, movie. I like that movie quite a bit. It's great. <laughs> I haven't seen the second one. It's it doesn't really meet the first one. Oh yeah, but it's fun to listen to in the background while you do something else. <laughs> <laughs> I will see the second sing. See, Mike, we're what, like seven, eight minutes into this and we're already diverging into animated films. I apologize. I will see Sing 2 and my son demands I see Sing 2. Until that day, <laughs> I will wait. So I hadn't seen this movie before yesterday since it first came out in theaters. I'm, I'm, I was excited. I saw it in theaters. I braved the pandemic. It was 2021. God, when did this come out? Like May, I think? <laughs> it was... No, June. Yeah. Yeah, it was June. Or no, July for United States. Well, I cannot fucking read. Okay. Oh, July. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it came out in July of 2021. I remember this was my first time in the theaters in, I think it was in the pandemic. We saw New Mutants. I don't remember when New Mutants came out. That was the first time we were in the Okay. That movie's not good. That was, you know, not top of the day. <laughs> but I hadn't remembered much about this movie at all. Like, before we record, before we watch it again, I, I had very vague memories of anything in this movie, and I was sad that I did not remember and then I realized it was really good. Uh, what about you Helena? What is your memories of this movie before? Okay so I had brain surgery in May of 2021 and then while I was healing from that I watched this movie. I streamed it. Don't ask me how. I can't answer that. Um, <laughs> but can't answer that. Yeah. This movie was an integral part of recovery from brain surgery because that first that the intro where they have the cover of Smells Like Teen Spirit playing, I when I heard that, oh, it it was such it's such a good song and it's so powerful. So I would like go to my physical therapy and like play that song. So I'd be like on the stairmaster, like here we are now. It's a good cover. It's an amazing cover. He didn't recognize it. He says, "What song is that?" Oh, please, come on now. I'm used to. I'm used to that, you know, with him. It's been a while since I'm listening to Teen Spirit by Nirvana, but I like the Willard Owls and I got marbles in my mouth. Sorry, keep going. Oh, that's it for me. Yeah, I know I did. It's okay. What about you, Bill? Well, I can't follow. I can't follow the healing powers of, of Black Widow and brain surgery. That's an amazing story. I, I I saw this in theaters. I too braved the pandemic. I think it was one of those excuses to get out of the house, honestly, and be amongst human beings. I really do love seeing movies in theaters, and um, it was a pretty well. You know, it was a decent amount of people in there, and I remember liking it quite a bit. I, that was, actually, no, I'm sorry, I was I said that wrong. I remember being very blah on it just kind of like oh that was a movie cool and walking away and having very very lukewarm opinion on it my opinion has changed slightly with the second watch so i like it a little more than i did and we'll talk about it but i just remember being very just blah i i felt like scarlett johansson was kind of sleeping through a lot of this and the bad parts are bolstered by great parts and it all averages out to you know Campbell's mushroom soup. Like, it's fine. It's... I also feel like you were suffering, like I was at the time, we were suffering Marvel fatigue because me and you had watched, I think, at this point, maybe 22 of them. Yeah, that that really <laughs> may contribute to this. I, I, you're right. I may have just been over Marvel at that point. <laughs> That's, I didn't even think about that. You're right. I, that oh, yeah, definitely we were... could have contributed. You're talking about me, the innocent bystander that had to watch them with you. <laughs> you didn't watch all of them. I didn't. <laughs> so what is your history with Black Widow? It's very similar to yours. That's so strange. Yeah. 
(laughs) (laughs) We saw it during the pandemic, as he said. And unfortunately, I fell asleep through some of it. (laughs) How? I I still like... I liked it. I still, you know, what I recalled. I still enjoyed it. it. I enjoyed it, yes. But it didn't capture my attention. I don't fall asleep through all movies like my husband says. If it captures my attention, I will stay awake. This one did not. You sleep every time we watch Labyrinth. That's it. That's my movie, dude. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and not you, Eternals, I can understand you fell asleep during Eternals. I completely understand. I'm not watching that movie. Oh, I am. Angelina Jolie can get out of here with that. <laughs> if I can find a volunteer, I'm watching that movie. I've already seen it. It's uh, it's it's a movie. It begins, it ends, and, and things happen. <laughs> Definitely be sleeping through that movie. It's only two and a half hours long. That's but, but is there a plot, Bill? Sure. I mean, maybe. Yeah, it's a plot. It, it has I all like the com- Eternals, by the way. It has all the components of a movie, right? They're just not very good, and it's very boring, and it's pretty. It's a very pretty movie. It is. It's very pretty. Boring and uninteresting. Boo. <laughs> Boo Eternals. <laughs> well, speaking of good Marvel movies, like this movie, I think, I starts we off. Speaking of a bad Marvel We were, but well, that'll be another episode, hopefully. <laughs> I I, there's almost no point, but I want to. But this movie starts off in Ohio 1995, which I like seeing the 90s because I grew up in the 90s. So I'm like, oh, in the 90s. And there's always a little part of it. It is. I'm born in 87, but still, like I grew up in the 90s. I just I like the way that the first scene is when you have you see the sisters and you get introduced to the family. And I think it's a very like it kind of throws you for a loop because I was I remember the first time I saw the movie. I was very confused about what was happening. I'm like, what? what, what? I'm like, that's Natasha. But what is she doing in Ohio? What the hell is going on? Like, it didn't make sense to me at first because you're not supposed to. But so I just found that interesting. As someone who had very limited exposure to Natasha, I had no idea what was going on, but I just thought it was really cute because they were looking <laughs> at the fireflies and like Rachel Weiss is the love of my life. So, you know, she's great. Yes. Her and her eyebrows. Just exquisite. I, I wanted to watch Mummy again because of this movie. Well, she's in Mummy and she's great. Mummy. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> and Mummy returned, but. That's what I kept thinking. But no, I mean, it's a very good way of setting. Like, I know where Black Widow comes from. I know Black Widow's in Russia. Like, I know her, most of her backstory. So that's, in general, like the comics. So that's why I was really through for a little. Like, what is she? She's not supposed to be here. She's supposed to be in Russia because she gets trained. I'm like, this doesn't make sense. But they do a good job of introducing to the family in this part. Yeah, I mean, for the most part, this movie does a good job of, of you know, not showing its hand. And in this moment where you have these kids, you can infer one of them is Black Widow and... You know, it, it they make some allusions to who's who and what who's who because you don't they don't you don't get names until I think nearly the end of the sequence, like the entire sequence. It's really charming. It's cute. You know, I I have kids, right? So it's gonna hit me in a weird feels that it may not hit for other people. And you know, this kind of idyllic you know life, you know. And I think the way that it introduces when a cop from Stranger Things shows up. It's very obvious <laughs> something has gone awry, and it really struck me. I, I, it's a very effective opening, uh, especially the idea of just picking up and leaving. And all I could do was put myself in the shoes of like my family. Imagine if I had, had to say to my six-year-old and, and almost two-year-old, hey, time to pick up everything, and let's go. Never see it again. Bye. Like, they didn't even have time to pick up Elena's shoes. They just said, get out the let, door. Today's the day. We're leaving. Yeah, and it's clearly been set up. Remember that great adventure? Because they knew eventually this was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Really sad and tragic. And, um, what follows is a pretty nice, kind of cool action scene. I think it's a very strong opening to 
what what ends up being a pretty ho hum movie. But oh, I like this. Oh, I like this. Oh, 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 oh. those are fighting words. <laughs> are those they are fighting words? Yes. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, it's all right. I'll say it's better than ho hum. I it's it's better than ho hum. It's fine. <laughs> anyway, we'll talk about it. But I do like this open. I think very effective, and I think it sets the table very nicely. Yeah, I I, I enjoyed it. I noticed when I was watching it again that Natasha has blue hair as a kid, which I thought, you know, juxtaposition from red hair as an adult. Kind of cool. Yeah, it's neat. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good point. And then quite, yeah, that's a really good point. She dyes her hair a lot. So I thought that was cool because at this point she's aware that she is a somewhat of a spy. Like she she knows she not a real family. Elena yeah. doesn't. But her sister does. No, because she's six at the time. No, and Natasha was scared when dad said we're going to leave. Like, she was very worried. Melina says, I'm sorry, because she knows that Natasha knows what's about to go down. So it's very stressful for her. But Yelena is just like, yay, adventure. Let's go. (laughs) Road trip. Play my music. I really did like American Pie, except somebody, every time I hear American Pie, starts singing the Weird Al version every (laughs) single time. Oh, I listen. And may I just just state this publicly on this show? Weird Al is a national treasure, and I will... Ah, oh, yeah, come on. He is fantastic. But uh, yes, I agree with you. Bye bye. America Pie has to be the uh, Star Wars. Uh, the Star thing, Wars so. version. And I can sing it while it's playing, and it makes him mad. <laughs> but, I mean, it also is a very good moment because it has a, it, it comes back as the movie progresses, but like, you know, just kind of seeing like their relationship with the kids and how they feel. Like, I, I really like that. And I like how Yelena's very you know, ignorant of what's happening because she's young and she doesn't realize the the craziness that her life is about to become and how much, how tragic that is what happens to both of them, especially her. Yeah, and to see her go from excited to absolutely terrified in that intro where we have the Smells Like Teen Spirit cover. <laughs> um, which is the, it's the one of the most intense intros I've ever seen for a movie, to be honest. It's probably the most intense of the Marvel stuff, I think. I mean, it's been a little bit since I rewatched all these movies and I don't want to again, but (laughs) most of them aren't that like this one really makes you feel like you see images that don't make complete sense. If you don't really know what's going on, like you just see girls and them like training. I mean, I I mean, like I know a decent amount about Black Widow's history in general. So I'm like, (laughs) this is but just like that. And that song normally doesn't come off as eerie or creepy or like like the normal version, Nirvana's version. It just comes off to me as stupid. But Uh Okay. Oh, <laughs> Not this episode. Boy. Okay. I don't know by the way. You, you oh. Playing up to record with you again, right? <laughs> I like this version a lot. I thought this version was really good. I just don't like the original version. You don't like Smells Like Teen Spirit? What? No. Really? That's like... <laughs> I don't like Nirvana. No, I mean, that's like that's like someone saying, you know, I don't like Oxygen. Like, really? Like, Nirvana that song is... The, the only song in Nirvana I like is Heart Shaped Box. I feel like Mikey just, just has things guitar, guitar to screw the pot a little bit. Just yeah, no, I'm not, I, I, just don't like the I think it's overplayed. And overrated. No, I think I, I I've been recording with Mike for. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I've been recording with Mike for a while. He is not contrarian. Just to be contrarian, he genuinely. <laughs> <laughs> there are no falsehoods coming out of that man's mouth. So if he says he does not like, smells like the spirit. That is a truth. I'm just surprised. No, I mean, but, like what you like, but I mean that's just surprising. I don't know. I think it's just because I like 70s music a lot. And when I grew up in the 90s, I only listened to like 60s and 70s Beatles, Eagles, Rolling Stones. So and for some reason, this I didn't like Nirvana and that vibe. And like as I got older, I went more into that type of rock. And then I just I just don't like Nirvana. 
so so were you the yes i did my long hair and yeah well, as I say, were, were you the only kid in school that wasn't angsty and annoyed at the world and that song didn't speak to? I mean, <laughs> no, I my whole school was ghetto. Oh, okay. Everything was rap and I was the one guy listening to the Beatles. Milwaukee. Ah, that's why. The Beatles. <laughs> All right. Everybody has a Beatles phase. Everybody has a Beatles phase. It's fine. I, uh, I'm i in my I hate the Beatles phase and I've been in it my entire life. So it's okay, Mikey, that you don't like Smells Like Teen Spirit because I hate the Beatles. So there we go. I only listen to Taylor Swift now, so I got, I got nothing. Oh, God, help me. That's all I listen to straight, <laughs> just her. I don't know why. Um, so anyway, extremely yes. fucked up intro. Um, this version is really, really good. Like, I, I also like covers of songs that were sung by a male than sung by a female. I think those sometimes work better. Like, this song, to me, with the female vocal and the way that the that you can understand her and not... And it's just, and it's just so eerie-sounding and, like... I, I loved it. Who is the singer doing? Malia J. Okay. I like her. And yeah. oh, she did she did a huge campaign on TikTok for this song before the movie came out. Oh, oh really? Cool. Yes. Oh. Yes. I, I do like this cover quite a bit. The the best covers take something and recontextualize, mm-hmm. right? And like you know, of course the original Smells Like Teen Spirit is just full of aggro aggression anger <laughs> it's it's a it's a blast like it's just a guttural blast against you know society and conformity you know it's just this yeah it's a primal blast and what this cover does is it just it turns it into dread and oh and like it's just dripping with dread and pathos and and sadness and like longing it's very very effective i never <laughs> thought you could take smells like teen spirit which again is it's like canon of a song and it turn it on to your... with the scene and the oh it's fantastic it's yeah, like it's, perfect and it's right before this where you see the kids in the train cars being killed and being abducted and they just like they, they separate the girls and all of a sudden they just wake up in a train car they just open like it looks like human trafficking and like and then this song is playing with all these scenes of them tra- and it's just like it hits hard and Drakov even says at one point kill the defects which <sighs> it took me until the second watch to realize like oh my god these he's killing the kids like killing kids like, yeah, I know that some of them died during training. I didn't realize they were just like straight up separating the defects from, you know, the genetically superior, which yeah. is awful. Yeah, and he's a it's, <laughs> well, and he's also a terrible villain, which we're, we'll get into as well. Trickoff is just a terrible, terrible antagonist, but we'll talk about it. It's, it, but it's a very. I, mean, I also like in that in that opening where the, a lot of its shot looks like in the handheld camcorder almost. Right, it's got like a bit of rough grain to mm-hmm. it, which gives it a lot of immediacy and feels very real, like you're there. It's really stylishly done and very, very, very effective and sad and scary. Yeah, it's not fun. No, no. And like even no in the movies, fun. like you, this this movie has a lot of lead up to, which again makes me upset that this is in after she dies in Phase Four, because like throughout, like the you know when you first get introduced to her, especially in I think Age of Ultron, when they really start kind of talking about her past and like. I was so excited because this is the movie that was going to show it. And like, when you see that scene, I'm like, you know, it got me excited because I, I really like Black Widow in this, in this series a lot. Yeah. Not, <laughs> me too. not having the knowledge of the comic books and seeing that scene, I expected, you know, nothing. So seeing that, I was like, Oh no, what have I done? <laughs> this is horrifying. <laughs> yeah. They don't, they only explain a little bit about the red room in age of Ultron. They talk a little bit about what she went through. Mainly, she's got a lot of red in her ledger, which I think is in the first Avengers movie, if I remember correctly. With Loki. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yep. The other, the other thing is like they make comments in the other movies about Budapest and constantly. Budapest. I was happy. 
Budapest. 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 Yes. I always pronounce things wrong. Welcome <laughs> no, to Game that Zone. That's a joke in the in the movie. They, it's they in the kept. Movie. Oh, yeah. I thought you were making fun of me. No, no. it's Budapest. Remember they argued. Hello. I do not remember. <laughs> Who fell asleep now? <laughs> oh, boy. I was writing. Oh, what is that? What that's called? Yes. Okay. And then the movie has twenty-one years later, and this and this part bothers me because again, as I said before, and I want to go on my tangent now, but again, about why, when this movie comes out, like this takes place right after Civil War ends, but before Infinity War. And I think this is like literally got to be very quickly after Civil War happens, very quickly after she betrays Iron Man and shoots Black Panther and then runs away. Yeah, I think so, too. I, I honestly don't know the timeline, but it has to be. It make, doesn't make sense if it weren't because the, the events of this movie are over the course of maybe a week, I would guess, maybe more. Well, maybe more because they have to go to you know to Russia and all that. But there's not a ton of time. Uh, sur- you know, not, not a ton of time elapses in this movie. So yeah, no, I it's guess. very short. Yeah, and I think that's what like bugs me because again, I just I just don't. I want answers for something. We'll get that later. But just like the way I like the way they first introduce, you know, where she's in the current, where she's talking to Roth on the phone and and he's after her and he's like, just she's like, just come quiet. We got where you are. And and then, you know, you think that she's going to walk out. She walks out the bathroom, find out she's not in a completely different place. That completely fooled me. I remembered. I remembered nothing about this movie. And I was like, wait a minute. Wait, what? What? What I really liked about that is that. I remember that there were a lot of conversations about the costumes that Black Widow was going to wear because they wanted to move away from her, like, fighting in high heels and super tight outfits that aren't, you know, practical. And so she sheds the Black Widow cat suit and then comes out in, like, really comfy-looking sweatshirt and sweatpants. And that spoke to me. <laughs> it was It was really cool also seeing her... For really one of the first times in the MCU, and we're talking about that initial scene where she's talking to Ross on the phone and army people are storming up, you know, classic Marvel, you know, movie stuff. And as I talk about this movie through the, you know, remainder of this episode, you're going to hear me say standard Marvel stuff because this is <laughs> a standard Marvel movie. And I think it was a really nice subversion of those expectations when she appears on that from that barge or that um, ferry. Like you said, Alana, with the, um, you know, wearing very cozy clothes that's a very spy thing to do and i was actually looking at some reviews after i saw it kind of after i formulated my opinion i was just clicking through some old reviews and one critic called this a a a standard bond movie and i'm like yes that's exactly what this is because that's a very james bond thing to do right Right, very quippy. He's on the phone with somebody. They're about to attack him, and he's in a completely different area, <laughs> already someplace else. And it's her being a spy because that's the whole point of this of this fighting force, right? They're spies, and they're assassins, and they're covert operations, and they all have to be girls for some creepy, weird reason because yeah. creepy man says so. It's oh, uh, we don't have good. a real answer to why they have to be girls. Yes, we do. He says it's oh. the one resource that's infinite. Yeah, because uh, evil McEvilson, right? Like cackling <laughs> demon, a bad guy that we can't care about, and we're just waiting to die. He, he, of course, has no heart or remorse for anything. Because why would you write a complex villain or even attempt to in your Marvel movie? <sighs> I like this villain a lot, and I think that he's stinks. accurate he, to the comic. He stay well, then the one in the comic stinks. Both of them stink. They, they, I mean, <laughs> he's terrible, but I mean, like, I like. No, no, no. He's, he's a good villain for her to fight. But yes, I agree. 
terribly written villain. He's oh, he's I'll one of the worst. I love well, okay, one, I hated him, but as a villain, I did enjoy him because I hated him so much. And I feel okay with just hating him. I don't need to be him to be complex. I just want him to die. <laughs> and, I, I, yeah, and I guess that's fine for a standalone movie. I, that's fair. I, I, I totally understand that. And look, it's easy. He is instantly loathsome. I mean, even just looking at him, you're like, oh, you're just like, you ever he's meet icky. somebody? Yeah, he's an icky, gross dude. Like, you ever meet somebody <laughs> in real life and realize, I don't like you, like, instantly? And you don't even yeah. really know them well. You can just see them and your instinct. <laughs> uh, your instincts tell you, I don't like that person. That's that guy, unfortunately. I'm sure he's a perfectly nice fellow outside of this movie, but <laughs> in this particular scene, well, he is not. I don't know. I just, I don't, I just never, I, I'm never attracted to the villain of the month, the Red Skull, who's got no good motivation other than power, greed. I don't know. I don't think they're very interesting motivations. They don't make for interesting protagonists. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, when I see him, he's the embodiment of the word moist. Ew, yes, he is. Yuck. <laughs> yes. I hate that word. Who <laughs> likes it? It's disgusting. Who likes it? It's horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> Ew, he's, he's a moist man. Yuck. Uh, to say the point, like, the reason they're all women, I think, partly because women can, one, I feel, I've said this before, can change their appearance way easier than a man can. Just in general, like just disappear and oh. look like someone else completely different. I mean, that's okay. part of it. Plus, people Elena has proven that. Yes. <laughs> plus, oh. people. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> plus, I feel like people are gonna always let their guard down more for a woman than they will for a man. Anybody will. Just in general, I feel like there's a better chance of that. Statistically speaking, I'm I'm trying to go off of. So, like to have because people will sometimes see a woman and you know, underestimate her or think less of her and not realize that this woman's a trained killer and going to assassinate you as soon as you turn your back. Like, that idea. <laughs> well, think? yeah. Sorry, go ahead, Tiff. No, who would think that? I think, I actually, that makes, that actually makes sense. I wish that was in the text of the movie, you see? Yeah. Maybe if that, that might have been good to have. That's in the comics, I think. Hey, well, I don't read the I know, it should books. be in the movie. Elena I, I doesn't just, read the comic books. I don't, I don't even know I actually never read. read Black Widow. <laughs> I just know her. Uh, yeah, I barely, I barely can read, too. Almost. <laughs> I, I never learned how. <laughs> That's what I read. That's all I know, the stuff I do know about her from the comics. Uh, yes, this is all true. <laughs> but it's just, it's just so cool to see her in here. And then you have, you don't only have a small scene of that before it jumps to Morocco. Which, again, is this is, I think, very intense, too, because, like, for the longest time, they make it, I want to say throughout the MCU, also before it is, they make, they make it seem that the Red Room and all that has been, is over with, that there are no more Black Widows. And right here, you get introduced to Yelena and a bunch of Black Widows, like, right out of the bat, right off the bat. One of those words. And is I think this, that's really cool okay. to see. I okay. See, it's interesting. When I first saw this in theaters, I didn't recognize that as Widows. I just, I just read that as, you know you know, girl assassins, girl killers. And it didn't really click with me until a little bit later in the film. So for me, it was just more of like, oh, here are the evil people. And these are clearly the evil girls that were being trained up by tackling bad guys. So I, for some reason, again, obviously this second one, I, it did connect with me. But first time around, I just, it missed me for a minute, which doesn't matter. That's, you know, those, those signals get connected at some point. For me, I think it's just backstory. I know so much about this character from just reading Wikipedia that I knew what it was because I didn't even realize the movie didn't tell me. Well, <laughs> so. 
for me, when I first saw them, I was, you know, thinking with my stupid Cro-Magnon brain, and I was like, sexy women in tight outfits, very cool, carrying guns. But then, you know, we see Florence Pugh, which, when Flo frowns, shit goes down. And <laughs> I'm in love with her due to Midsummer, which traumatized me. But I was really happy to see her in this role. I had never seen her before until this movie, but I really liked her in this. You should watch Midsummer. It's really cute. I want to. Uh, wait, what? No, you can't yeah. watch that, Mike. Mike, it's I want to for an episode what with is, with um person we had before on our Midsommar? show. So what is Midsummer? A cult movie about what? cult during the day or something. It was the one that when Levi was on the show was talking about. It's about a sweet little visit to a small Swedish group. They sing songs together. It's they very uh, rich with art. Yes. I think you should try it. It's cheery and bright. Yeah, yeah. I know it's a horror movie. <laughs> I, I'm aware. I just, I'll watch it for this show. <laughs> Not for me, for no, the show. Of course. <laughs> so, but just seeing, like, Yelena, I, I really like being introduced to this character when you don't really know anything about her, other than, like, she's the White Widow, I think is her name in the comics. Oh, they never okay. call her that, but I think that's her name in the comics. May oh, I state... The reason she wears. Oh, yes. and I, may I state here, and for, for the record, Florence Pugh, is that correct? Yes. Pronunciation? Okay. Florence Pugh saves this movie. Like, literally oh, yeah. Superman, Superwoman, sorry, save, saves this movie. Like, legitimately, she is wonderful. And she's not only just very funny, and she, her acting is exceptional. She is in complete command of the character. Even, like, her little, all these, like, little motions she'll make during, while speaking to somebody, and little twit ticks and head motions and it's she's just really great at expressing emotion subtly and she's freaking funny and excellent at acting she's phenomenal she's by far my favorite actress favorite actor actress performer in this film by far absolutely agree with that she was flawless yeah if it weren't for her this would be this would be a, a slog but she injects so much life and energy and just a different angle to a traditional Marvel character. I, I need to see more of her in things. I'm sure I will. As, She's as in things. Hawkeye. You ever watch that? Oh, I still need to see Hawkeye. Well, right, run to it. Let's go. Hawkeye. Boom. I, I'm a fan. I'm a big fan of her. <laughs> Hawkeye's good, though, by the way. It's a good show. But, good yes. And then so, this is where you... Yes, what were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to say, this is... <laughs> this is where we see... I don't know where you were going with that, Mike. Where were you going? The gas. They got gas, and you meet the Taskmaster. Yes. Yes. Okay. So she's chasing a widow and or she's chasing somebody who has some red vials and we don't know what the red vials are, <laughs> but she chases this woman down, stabs her, guts her like a freaking fish. It's terrible. And then this woman explodes this little vial in her face and it's red gas. And then suddenly she wakes up and she's like, oh my God, what the fuck did I just do? Mm-hmm. That was kind of, it was kind of heartbreaking for me. I was like, she just killed her friend. What? Yeah. <laughs> It's kind of fucked up, but good. But no, I, it's, uh, to your earlier comment, Bill, I mean, I love Florence in this movie, but again, I'm a sucker for any movie with Scarlett Johansson. I'm just, mm. even like even Lucy and Ghost in the Shell, I love both those movies when I saw them. And I'm sure both of them are not good movies. And Ghost in the Shell is not good. Scarlett Johansson. You've never seen that? Yeah, okay, <laughs> Scarlett Johansson. I have. Hey, it's hilarious that you're citing that movie as a movie that you like because of ScarJo, because she got panned for doing that movie, didn't she? Yep, she did. Yeah. yeah. I only saw it because she was in it. Have you seen Under the Skin yet? No. Oh, that's so good. That's Isn't that a, a horror movie? One. Eh, kind of. That's why I haven't seen it. like it. <laughs> if she's in it, I'll watch it. She's in it. Okay. Okay, let's watch 
I don't know what it is. But and then like where's I going? And then this is where you first get introduced to Taskmaster. I am a big fan of Taskmaster in the comics. They don't they do a different twist in the character in this movie, and they but they don't the character is very different than 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 who he is in the comic. Very, very different. Mm. I still like Taskmaster a lot in this, but it's very, very different. The Taskmaster twist I did not anticipate at all. I was it for me, so you saw the movie before. But I didn't remember. I told you that. <laughs> he was like, oh, that's not a guy like in the comics. That one's a woman. I'm like, what? <laughs> oh. I didn't know you were sleeping at the time a year ago. <laughs> yes, you did. I, I really liked, like the way they... Because in, in the comics, the character is kind of like how it is in the movie where as as he watches or she watches people fight, she learns their abilities. That's very much how, like in the comics, she's... He he he, he he trains people. He trains a lot of the adversaries that fight Captain America and fight the Avenger. He's a big time villain for them, off and on. And and in this, they do it very different. But like you know, you sh- you see Taskmaster have a bow. You see Taskmaster with a sh- a sword, shield. In one point, you see claws come out. And I like that, even though she never fought any of these characters. But it was still very cool to see. But she watched the videos. The first time yeah. we saw her, she was watching videos of them all fighting. I guess yeah. Cool. She, I, I just I just assumed she had Disney Plus and did the same thing Mike and I did. She binged. She, yeah, she binged it. You know, she figured why not. I like Taskmaster. I, it's this is this is kind of like and I, I'm here's where I'm going to state like my op, my my central thesis of this movie. And this movie is and I've said this before on the show when we were doing the full the full sweep of the MCU was this is a Marvel ass Marvel movie. It's just a, this is a boilerplate by the numbers. Marvel movie. I have a friend. His name is Moses. He goes by the Well Read Mage on Twitter. And one day on Twitter, he posted all Marvel. Mar- eh, all Marvel movies are basically the same. And he got destroyed. And he's a bit of a rabble rouser. He kind of <laughs> sometimes just does that to get reactions. But I thought about. It. I'm like, you know what? I think you're kind of right, and I'm okay with that. Marvel movies are kind of like police procedurals, like CSI Miami or Criminal Minds. Every episode's basically the same thing, but with different flavor, different villains, different outcomes. But they're basically the same formula. And I'm okay with that. I'm good with that. And the best Marvel movies go beyond that. They kind of break those formulas and do other cool things. Uh, this movie does none of that. <laughs> this is Taskmaster is a perfectly acceptable, unbeatable adversary that you're definitely afraid of. You know your hero's not going to beat them the first time. And uh, they're basically, basically vile and Mega Man X. You know, like you're not going to beat him the first time he wins, and it's fine. The, the action is pretty cool. They do a bunch of kicks and jumps and flips. The scissor kick doesn't work. The patented Black Widow scissor attack does not work. <laughs> it's fine. I, I was grinning and eating popcorn. Like, hey, it was fine. You're going to say that word a lot this, this, this three hours, two hours, whatever. It's fine. Well, I, I was very impressed by Taskmaster's fighting. So there. Yeah. It's very impressive. It's, it's visually impressive. And this movie has some really impressive moments, and there's a lot I like. And obviously, you're gonna get to the parts I don't like. Whenever Carl mm-hmm. Johansson's trying to act, that's, that's, <laughs> I know she phoned it in this movie. I know. Oh, phoned it in. She mailed it from Morocco. Are you kidding? That phone. <laughs> okay, so it wasn't just me. Okay. No, no. It, it's it's been panned that she didn't really like. She was dumb. Yeah. Trying. Yeah. No, she didn't want it. I mean, this. It, I think this movie would have came out earlier. Before they, you know, dropped her character off a cliff. Like, maybe she would have been more interested in doing a you know, solo movie. It's just, yeah, such a bad first movie for Phase 4. 
But anyway, that, so Taskmaster, pretty cool. Cool in theory. Cool design. Love her little heads-up display. You know, <laughs> that's always neat. Yeah, fine. I'm here for that. All that's original for this movie. None of that's from the comics. Hmm. Which Interesting. Why? Why <laughs> I like Taskmaster a lot in the comics. Yeah. I have the Funko Pop. I have the first appearance in comic. I knew you did. Of course. I got it for $4. <laughs> it was not a $4 book. So... That's no longer for another <laughs> no, no. And then, the, then the movie jumps and takes you to Norway, which I think this is a really good, like, small scene to kind of show you what she's going through. Like, it shows Widow living in seclusion because she ran away, and there's a the guy who plays the husband of the girl in Handmaid's Tale. That's where oh, I recognize yeah. him from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. The guy that's given her all the equipment was also the husband of the main character in Handmaid's Tale. He was? Yes. I can't watch that show because that show is oh, too okay. close to reality at times. So. Special stuff. Yeah. But the one thing that really made me laugh in this part is she's watching Moonraker and she knows it word for word. And I just had the biggest grin on my face because I also like Moonraker a lot. You know, it's not a good movie. It's a cheesy as hell. It's a Bond movie. It's a really, really of cheesy Bond movie. Of course it was. Movie. I'm not a Bond <laughs> fan. It's a Roger Moore Bond movie. And it's when, like, it's super cheesy. They're in space. Yeah, and Sean Connery Bond? No, this is later than that. What's wrong with you? Roger Moore's great. <sighs> I've seen maybe three quarters of the James Bond movies. I promise you, I could not distinguish one from the other. I I can't tell the difference. They all mush together. They're all the same thing to me. And I it's fine. The other thing about my Moonraker is uh, it's a level in GoldenEye uh, 007 for the N64. <laughs> That's the most I know of that. It's a secret level, the first one for beating the game in secret agent mode. Yep, yep. Yeah. yeah, that's me. I like I like this opening. I like this bit because it's kind of showing her settling in, right? I'm gonna be, I'm gonna dye my hair another color. I'm gonna watch Moonraker. I'm gonna like, you know, play with the generator, and I'm just going to kind of hide out here. And I think there's a little bit of sadness here too because when she's talking to her 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 cue, essentially, if we go with the bomb thing, <laughs> when she's talking to her cue. You know, she you can tell that she's kind of resigned a bit. Like she's resigned herself to, you know, we the band's broken up. Okay. I don't have those friends. I thought they were family. They're not, you know, which is a little bit of an un, which of course is a theme here. Family is oh, yeah. the theme. Family. I thought you it know. was good fathers. Is it? <laughs> I don't No, no, okay, it's okay. not. Okay. Um, <laughs> my sarcasm meter just... is so broken. Maybe maybe I gotta like pull the generator on my sarcasm meter because it just went on the fritz. Well it is d- not... do you not think that Drakov is just a loving, devoted father to all of his children? That's why he pit girls. He just he was like, I wanna be a girl, girl dad. Yeah, because maybe his backstory is maybe he had a child who was a girl who was lost in a bomb raid someplace. Nah, no, just evil man who just is creepy and likes girls. I mean, he did have a daughter who did get blown up by a bomb, by the way. Oh, that's right, he did. See how little I care about him and his daughter? <laughs> and, it's, it, and the plot of this silly movie? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and somebody had brought this up when I was talking about this movie, that this whole movie wouldn't have happened if he just wouldn't afford her mail. Because she goes through her mail from Budapest and finds, oh, look, these vials, what are these? And inside the package, you find a picture of, Helena, of Yelena and her, and that's what triggers this whole movie to happen you're right how funny you're right i think that the um the detail that is the most uh ridiculous in this movie is that she thought that she could go from red to blonde with a box color (laughs) yeah seriously (laughs) i mean i didn't catch that detail i didn't realize that and if we orange something bad that wouldn't have done anything and if we (laughs) see that last scene okay in this essay i will 
She had a balayage with a shadow root. You do not get that from a box, okay? That is a lot of work. And I think we're downplaying the cosmetologist. Okay. I'm going to, you know, hang that up here. But I just want (laughs) to let you know that that's fucking stupid. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I will admit I didn't really give it much thought either. But I... I will have to say it's true. I, I I do agree with that sentiment. I didn't catch it either. Though. It's very funny. I'm sure my wife, if she was watching with me, would have said the exact same thing. So, yeah. very. That's a good detail. Very funny. Thank you. I am very funny. Maybe, 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 uh, maybe Q is also a hairdresser on the side. Maybe he was able to, uh, you know. Can you imagine that? He's just sitting there mixing his little bowl like, all right, girl, how are you doing today? <laughs> You still having problems with that Drake off guy? I don't know. I mean, I think you should forget it. (laughs) (laughs) And then you have a small scene with her getting chased by Taskmaster, jumps in the water. But then the movie jumps to Budapest, which I... (laughs) (laughs) And I I got a real happy during this part because even like there's a there's a small scene. They fight each other, which is cool. I, I like that. But the part that made me smile so much is in the room, there's an arrow reference because they have a, the arrow holes. And she's like, what did that? A bow and arrow. And I was like, Hawkeye, because they fought in Budapest when they first met. That's when she joined the Avengers. Yeah. Drink shield. I'm not kidding. I got happy. Like, you're going to be so excited. You got happy because... Little holes in the wall that were arrows. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I like Hawkeye, okay? <laughs> yes, yes. I know. That's why you had the first appearance. Yes, I know. <laughs> first appearance. You got, the, you got the original costume Funko Pop now. Oh, yes. mm-hmm. Life is just Hawkeye complete. It um, is. I just need a Hawkeye mask. Elena, what did you, Elena, what did you think about this uh, this scene when she meets her sister that you're not supposed to know is her sister um, until she says sister, but everyone clearly knows it's her sister. So I love that because when I see my sister, we square up on site. Nice. So uh, the fact that they immediately start fighting felt really like close to home. I it's interesting. <laughs> so my question is this, and it's maybe for those who are more attentive than I. I did. Should did she know? That was her sister. I guess she probably knew there was a sister, but she may not have known if she was free of her mind control, which is why this turned into fisticuffs without, you she, know, She talking. didn't know about the mind control yet, though. Even though we're and, yeah, she didn't know about the mind wipe. Okay, and so they just started fighting. she her right away. She, they both recognized each other right away. Right, so why did they go into this, like, like, this weird, you know, pointing the guns at each other's guns? Because that's not going to work, ladies. I mean, I don't know. You guys have been fighting for a while. But if you point your gun directly into the barrel of your opponent's gun... It looks cool, but I mean, I don't know. Not terribly effective. I don't. I just the whole scene was neat. I love watching people fight with like everyday object objects, like very kung fu. This had a very kung fu vibe to me. This kind of square off, but it made no sense. I'm like, why are you got? So when Black Widow went in, she went in just to talk, and then saw the room full of guns and was saying, you know, are we gonna talk? Or are we gonna fight? And Yelena, Yelena could have de-escalated that situation but she was like you know what you abandoned me so i'm just gonna beat your ass now which you know what hey i that's fine i guess i don't know for me it just seemed a little strange like you know i don't it seemed out to me that there was really no weird of aggression that she had maybe i'll I'll accept that as truth yeah to the surface and that's what happened okay it's kind of this uh (laughs) it's repressed it was a cool fight it's a marvel ass fight excellent yeah Cool. I, uh, so I was watching that with a friend and at the end when they are like choking each other out, he said, but what if they had killed each other? And like someone had to discover that there was just these two bodies like t- 
tangled up in drapes, <laughs> choking each other to death. I, yeah, imagine, imagine that. I, I, uh, lots of jokes are running through my head, none of which are appropriate. So I'm just gonna move on through. <laughs> Just we all went there. I'm just gonna sashay um, past no that comment. one, and yeah. So um, and yeah. this is this is I think where the movie gets very interesting to me. Like you start to kind of see what's going on because they get attacked by a bunch of widows, and it's during this part when they're running from the, the widows, and she tries to save one, where the girl ends up putting the her hand can into her head and says, "I don't want to do it," and then burns her face off pretty much. Oh yeah. And I think that's when you start to really realize that they are completely mind controlled. He'll kill them when he, like, they have no control over anything they're doing. It's not even like they're just following orders. They have absolutely no control. And you see him like looking at this iPad and it's got like the woman's body and it shows that she had a fractured leg. So he put her down like a lame horse. Yeah, it makes it worse. Yeah, it's despicable. Like he's. I mean, it's already bad. It was like a terrible scene, but just. Killed her because she had a broken leg. I thought she was like dying, and he killed her. I didn't realize she just had like a oh, lame horse. No, I knew that. I, well, I mean, if you looked at the leg, it was pointing in a direction yeah, it should not point. Yeah, that's how I. Seems a dumb reason to kill somebody, though. Well, she's collateral damage hmm. at this point. He can't. He's not going to heal her. What? Yeah. That's too much time and money. <laughs> and plus, he already said y'all are recyclable to me. Yeah. Because he's an asshole. Yeah. The, the only widow he seems to care about. Well, I guess he cares about Natasha because she's gotten big, but he also seems to care about Melina. Yeah, because yes. Melina is the one that's kind of like helped him come up with the mind control. Melina is the brain. Yeah. Yeah. Then you have a you have a pretty good motor motorbike and then car chase. I, I thought this was pretty good with Taskmaster just chasing after them and just blowing up things and knocking out cars like I. Again, it's a very Marvel, Marvel action scene, but I really, really enjoyed it. I feel it. like I've seen that scene before. <laughs> you did. Black you Panther have. has a chase scene. Captain America Winter Soldier. Yes, we've seen all this before. War. Yeah, I agree with you, Mike. This, but it's fun. I, I love uh, chase scenes. I'm a big fan of anything vehicular and cars getting smashed up and losing doors. It's a clever scene. I, the, most of the sequence of them es- fighting and escaping the Black Widows is really good. I really, very fun, enjoyable, well-paced action get some opportunities for the two of them to kind of snipe at each other a little bit, you know, sisterly snipes, which I think is really good. Need that to kind of build the connection while lots of madness is happening. Uh, ta- I don't know where Taskmaster found a tank. Where or oh, where did you find that tank? <laughs> Literally mowing over hundreds of vehicles. Like, I'm like, that kind of broke me out a little bit. Like motorcycles, I get right. Cause motorcycles, you know, they're fast or nimble. You can go in between things, but a tank Come on now, movie. I'll stretch my brain for you, but that's a, that's a, that's a lot of stretching. And we know. never, like, you know, hear on the news that they talk about this, like, terrible thing that happened that no one understands. Like, there's just some random tank mowing down cars. There's a huge amount of casualties. <laughs> like, where where is the fallout? Yeah, right. Well, that's the, always the thing. only with- fallout. When Wanda lifts a bomb and destroys one tower of people, it's the only time there's fallout in Marvel movies. That's the only time it becomes an issue, which is a big theme <laughs> of Marvel, which is when Marvel gets interesting. It's kind of like, hey, you guys do a lot of good, but you also fuck a lot of things up in the meantime. You don't and you're never there to clean it up. So it's uh, yeah, but you're you're right, Elena. That's it's kind of no one ever comments on the destruction that's left behind. Budapest getting destroyed again by two people. <laughs> fighting an evil organization yep yep tomorrow's yep. news <laughs> and you have a small scene where they escape into a subway tunnel or not tunnel but the vent and again i 
also smiled because there you can see the little tech tech toe and she makes a comment like yeah this is where me and clint were when we were hiding i just smiled again yeah, it no, i like that that's cool. that's cool i really wanted a movie about it like how they first same made. same i really do too so. no no and this is where you have a, a very good, I think, a little flashback where she's talking to Elena and she tells how when she tried to kill Dracov the first time as part of the last bit of her, God, what's the word, defect? Defection. Yeah, defection, yes, thank you. Uh, to the S.H.I.E.L.D. where she had to kill him and she uses his daughter and blows up his daughter to kill him and ends up just killing his daughter or injuring his daughter and somehow she survived, even though she well, shouldn't have. Natasha is like reluctant to admit that that's what she did. But Elena's like, no, no, don't lie about it. You killed his daughter. And Natasha's just like, oh, she was just collateral damage, which is exactly how Dracov speaks about his girls. Yep. Yeah. And then you have a you have a small scene, but I think this is a really like, touching scene for this movie, too, where they're at a gas station and they're just talking. And you and it, it starts off kind of comical. Like you have her making fun about the pose that Scarlett Johan- that Black Widow does. Natasha. Hey, I, love pose. <laughs> I love the pose. <laughs> and just them talking and like and like just I was just thinking the conversation as a, as a guy who's been a retail clerk many, many times. Like she's like, well, you we're both trained assassins. I want to be like, you really want to say it in front of the guy who just stand there and be like, <laughs> I know I had the same thought. Yeah. I mean, I was like, I mean, again, I've heard people say a lot of weird shit in front of me when I was checking them out at places and like, here's your change. Go away now. So <laughs> this is not. But still, like, should you really be saying we're a bunch of assassins and stuff when you sure there's wanted posters of you on the Internet? I do go to the police. Yeah, somebody with wanted posters got to be on the Internet at this point. I mean, social media has got to be a thing. I'm not sure. I'm, I believe. Plus, one of them is an Avenger and very famous. Yeah, yeah literally one of the most famous Avengers. And she is hunted. She's being hunted by the United States government for Zakovia Accord <laughs> violations and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, maybe you shouldn't go into a local store. Maybe. like uh, He would have been a very rich man if he had this. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> and then there was a small scene. To, well, I mean, this scene was small to me last time I saw this movie, but when we watched it this time, it made a lot more sense to me. Like you have a, you have a part where Yelena had bought this vest with a ton of pockets, and it didn't That's click so to funny. me because she even says this is the first time I ever had a choice in what I wanted to do or what I could do, and that really hit me more in this movie, especially with everything going on in current history with people. It, it really made me think about that. Yeah, these moments are really are are nice. I, I appreciate the director's attempt to establish them as a, a sisterly couple and as as sisters, right? As a familial kind of unit. If only Scarlett Johansson wasn't sleepwalking through all all of this, all of this, because because Florence Pugh is doing so much good work and she's she's directing her gaze at her and like really using her her face to really kind of show how just really project, right? She's really trying to. She is trying to get so much out of Scarlett Johansson as Scarlett Johansson is giving nothing back. <laughs> she is, she is trying. And Scarlett, Scojo is just kind of like, uh, I think my, am I, is my contract going to cover any of this? When is this getting released? <laughs> Do I, I just, I don't know. I, I, I did under the skin. It's amazing. I, it's a, it's an art film. Here I am. Black widow again. <laughs> well, I mean, she's so done at this point. Like we said, you can really see it. Yeah, but it's a shame because the movie is called Black Widow. A harder, yeah, it would have been a better movie. Yeah, I did, and that's and I think that might be well worn territory at this point. Like you said, Mike, she's she, but the, but these moments, I, the director did a great job of trying, and everyone's trying their best. Um, like, that's, trying your best around her. Yeah, they're, <laughs> trying, they're trying to work around Skojo. Uh, I can imagine <laughs> she doesn't spend much time on set unless she's not in her trailer. If she's not shooting, she's in the trailer. You know, reading other scripts, probably like, <laughs> get me out of here. 
I would work with Spike Jones on her, and I didn't have to even show up on set. And here I am doing this again. God. <laughs> I mean, again, I feel like again, it's got or it's got to be kind of shitty to do a solo movie when your character's dead. So, like that just. That's a good point. You know, honestly, that's actually a good point. I wonder if she felt finalized, finalized, but more if she felt complete with the character when she bit it in in Endgame. Endgame. Yeah, I wonder. That's a good point. Hmm. I mean, I'm plus, not trying to like, pretend I'm Skojo or anything. I don't. No, know. but I mean, think about it, like how I mean, she was trying to get her stolen movie for years, and they don't do it until after they kill off the character. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, she she was going through you know the five stages of grief, and she was at acceptance, so she's like, okay, this is it. That's fine. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. I. That's a very interesting point. Yeah, it, yeah, that's an interesting point. Hmm. Why is it every time I hear the five stages of grief, the first thing that pops in my head is a mask? A Majora's mask. First thing that pops in my head when you said it. Yeah, I believe that's because I said the exact same thing about Majora's it mask. <laughs> Back in episode 26, a long time ago. Or 27, one of those. Please go listen. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I roast Mikey in it. And then you have a, a you know, she gets a, cho- you have them get a chopper from, their cue, and then this is when you get in. This is when you kind of get the next scene of the movie where it has to do with the prison break, and you can introduce the Red Guardian, which I know very little about this character at all. I never I mean, heard of him really before this, and you don't know much more about him now. It was funny. <laughs> I'm sorry. Say again, Tiff. I, I <laughs> no. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Say say it again, Tiff. I liked Tiff, I the on. prison scene. Yes, and <laughs> there. Yes, we can hear you. I like the prison scene. That was it. I so there weren't many men in this movie, but the prison scene we see all like the majority of them. All the men. All the men. <laughs> all the men. <laughs> At one time. All the men and they all look like they smell. Oh, <laughs> I mean they are like a gulag, so I mean it, that makes sense. This is a scene the Red you Guardian can smell. looks the worst. I'm just yeah. saying. Mm-hmm. Yes. They, they haggard. Well they make fun of them say he smells, I think, too, in this movie. <laughs> Multiple yeah. times. Yeah. Like, I expected him to get a little grooming or something. Nothing. He just, nope. the whole time, that's well, what I think he likes. From the time they break him out, it's got to be like a couple days of that, if even he that. He can't find a brush? Apparently not. <laughs> you find vodka, though. Yes. <laughs> I don't think he prioritized the personal hygiene. No. I'm sure he got used to it after years of prison, where he was like, this is my stench. Enjoy. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's just a, so true. It's a natural... <laughs> It's a natural defense mechanism against other other people in the in the prison. They, you know, your smell kind of like attracts and repels. It's a, it's a very weird kind of system they have. Going on. <laughs> it's a bus. Yeah. They, he couldn't get a reservation at the spa before they shot that scene. Okay, he was kind of like, uh, like two months. It's a brush. Okay. <laughs> oh, they really make him look haggard in this movie. Like they really do. And he yeah. looked so, you know, like trim and well kempt in that first scene in Ohio, and then we see him again, and he's just nasty. Like, ooh, you let yourself go. <laughs> yes. uh, he, the actor is David Harbour. He does a good job, though. I think. Yeah, this is no Stranger Things, but still, he does. A good job. And and he's getting a tattoo, and then he breaks a dude's arm while he's getting the tattoo, and then they never show him doing aftercare. So I'm sure that bitch gets infected immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I like you know, the tattoo guy. He just has this look like, will you fucking hold still? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't even think about that part of how you guys, about the aftercare. I don't have any tattoos, even though I, I know I'm talking to people who so have tattoos. Strange. It is yeah. strange to be on. Yeah, that tattoo was blurry and blown out. I am absolutely <laughs> sure. <laughs> That's very funny. <laughs> I don't know if I like the Red Guardian. I think a lot of the stuff he does in this movie, especially when he's around... Natasha and Yelena, 
I, that doesn't work. I know it just doesn't work for me. I, and it is all supposed to be these comic beats and comedy, of course, is incredibly subject subjective, but boy, oh boy, did I not find myself chuckling at the antics of the red guardian. I, I don't know. It just I, get, mm. I laughed at the toy figure when he pulls out the toy figure. Yeah, I laughed cute. at that. That's cute. <laughs> and I laughed at the comment. He's like, I fought Captain America in the eighties, which still has not been addressed yet in the MCU who he fought because there were other super soldiers. There were other Captain Americas in the comics. So I think that's where they're going. But that, that question really got me excited because I'm a comic nerd. And didn't someone point out, like, wasn't he frozen at that time? Someone says it, yeah. And that's when he, gets, that's when that's he breaks the guy's arm. The broken arm. Yeah. So I really want to know more about that. But that's, and, again, that made me laugh because I'm a comic. You know, Bill, it, <laughs> it, what, what he had to say didn't work for Natasha or Elena ever. Because he was trying to, he was trying his heart out to make a connection with them. And they're like, no fucking way, dude. They could not have given less of a shit about him. But I think right. that's what he deserved. Absolutely. I mean, he of abandoned course. his, I mean, they weren't his real daughters, but still someone that you were taking care of for three years. Like you think you would have some type of care to be like, oh, hey, go with this guy and get, you know, dropped off in a track in a freaking, you know, can of like freaking storage container. For and Elena, that was the only dad she ever had. Yeah. Ever yeah. knew. And now he wants to play nice. <laughs> Which is an interesting beat, and that's actually pretty interesting. I like that concept of him being the only father she really knew, which is fair. And that's an interesting beat. I just feel like all the stuff, all the comic-y stuff he does, like when he's he's – and I will get to it, I guess, when we get to those parts. But there's lots of comic beats that he's attempting to do, and it doesn't feel natural to the scene. I think it drags down the pacing pretty hard. I mean you have you know, David Harbour's trying too hard. You have Skojo sleeping, <laughs> and Yelena is there just trying to hold it all together like Spider-Man trying to He's pull together two sides of a frigate. He's just not happy with this movie at all. <laughs> that's not even happy. Yeah. There's things that it, there's lots of good ideas here. That's that's always what frustrates me about these movies is that there's often good ideas, and it, and I like this idea of family, right? And and the overarching theme of Black Widow had a family with the Avengers, no longer has it is presented with this quote-unquote new family that doesn't work as a f familial unit. And then at the end, of course, it does because Marvel. And I well, I guess you fall out of a fly flying space station and, and everyone lands safely like, no problem here. I guess if you go through that together, I guess it is a bonding moment. We did um, call that a trauma bond. It was what? <laughs> a trauma bond. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good way to put it, actually. A, a trauma bond. I like that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I for He... I think I might have liked it a little more when I first saw the movie in theaters because, again, I'm with people and other human beings laughing at something. It makes me want to laugh. It's just kind of the way comedy works. But watching this by myself upstairs, you know, it was was not the uh, not ideal. I don't know. I just it struck me as just kind of very eh, just wasn't enjoying it. I enjoyed the little rabble they have back and forth as they're trying to rescue him and then they're causing the avalanche. And he's like, you, you know, but and this is the way that like you were saying how everything turns the moment they get him in the helicopter when you find out that they're just. They only broke him out, not because they cared about him, but just because they needed his help in finding the Red Room. Yeah. And he didn't he didn't like that too much. <laughs> well, I got to say, the the entire prison escape, as far as a set piece action scene, is very, very good. I mean, again, the action in this movie is fun. It's Marvel fun. So, yeah, hey, I'm here for that. Well, the, set, the space station is ridiculous, but that's another story altogether. Yeah, I think the action is fine. I like those little quips back and forth. and. I love the fact, again, like a, like, a, like a Marvel movie, you know, things don't go perfect, you know, so you have to improvise a bit and there's the last minute escape, you know, it's, it's all great. It's again, it's the 
CSI Miami of Marvel movies. It's just there it is. It's all plugged in perfectly. And I, I want to talk about really dumb joke he makes when he gets on the plane. Because, again, I, I, I think this kind of has a good, like, because it's a way of delivering the plot line of what happens to them. But do it the, do it the Marvel way, I, I guess. I felt like a dad joke. Well, it was also just stupid as hell. It made me it made me connect more like that guy's a dumbass as hell. Because, like, to me, well, like. All guys say it. I don't. I don't say it to you. <laughs> I think it's a stupid ass joke, so I won't say it. Glenn. But you know, he makes a stupid period joke, and then they talk about how they both have don't have had hysterectomy because of what the Red Room does, and, like, and how unaware he was of anything of what went on that what he subjected his daughters in quotations to. Like, I thought that was kind of powerful. I hadn't thought about that, but actually, that is very powerful, Mikey. And I didn't just think like, about it either, yeah. And the way that they describe it, like the way that Yelena just talks about what they did, and he's just like, nope, I don't want to hear it. And I thought that was amusing because I feel like that's like many men, just as soon as women start describing stuff, they're like, nope, I don't want to hear nothing. I don't know. I thought <laughs> And she's like, but don't you want to hear about the fallopian tubes? <laughs> <laughs> again, but again, that's saved because she's so freaking good. That's just her being really, really good in this movie. And she's, and that's great. It's a fun, very fun moment and very funny. Not because David Harper's any good, it's because. She's really good. And that's, <laughs> again, she's holding this thing together like Spider-Man trying to hold together two halves of a frigate. Like, she's just ho- holding it together. <laughs> that was a homecoming reference, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Okay. Good movie. It was. <laughs> I'm so proud. I, I'm proud that I knew what it was. <laughs> you guys are so cute together. <laughs> <laughs> that when you record, like, are we, we got to be close to 50 by now, me and Bill. Got to be. I don't know. I don't want to count things. I'm at the age where I don't want to count things. I'm over 40. Counting's not good anymore. <laughs> kidding me? As a guy who counts every different episode that he does, I... Yeah, so. You're a counter. I count everything. I was going to say... Everything in the show was counted. As I can... long as you don't count our money, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then you have a small scene where they're heading to St. Petersburg. They're going to go meet with Mil- Melania. What's that? Evie. Evie. How about that? <laughs> That's her name in movie. The actress. Oh, no. I know. But they go to meet Melania, and like there's a... And this is... Because she he tell Red Guardian tells them that she's the one that might know where the red room is. And this is where you have the copter crashes and you have a, another small scene, which I laughed at where red guardian asked, did cap ever mention me? And she's like, fuck you <laughs> pretty much. Like, <laughs> I like that. And she's like, just, I don't give a shit about you. <laughs> it's just great. So they, they find Melina who's in St. Petersburg and Natasha and Yelena, the last time they saw Melina, she had been shot. She's been taking on, taken out of the back of this like truck. They think she's dead. So the fact that she's still alive, they're like, Oh, Okay, both our parents are alive. Cool. I didn't catch that. That makes sense. I mean, I caught that she got shot, but I didn't caught that they re- that they didn't know she was alive. There's even a line where he mentions her name, and she's like, "Mom, Melina, she's alive." I guess I fell asleep for a second. I don't know. <laughs> oh dear. I got nothing. I remember I'm the vaguely. One who sleeps through movies. <laughs> and actually, records about him. <laughs> I actually like the uh, the. There's a moment where because yeah, what's what's interesting about this moment is that you now have these four family members back together again. And me as the audience goer is thinking, how are these people ever a functioning family? Like, you know, and obviously because, you know, the kids are the kids and, and, the, and I guess the adults were really acting well. And it, it's so awkward and hard to watch intentionally, right? This is not supposed to be a fun reunion. I found it very odd that the Melina, right? Was that her? Yeah, Melina. Yeah. She, she went right back into mother role. Like, like, sit up, don't sit up. Yeah. That was odd to me. And then, it's you like, know, Red Guardian is like, listen to your mother. And I'm like, wait a minute. Hold a, hold a, hold a. 
You've been she together. Not you, my mother. <laughs> you've been here for like a half an hour. Like ease into this, and just felt so unnatural. But again, movie's got a movie. We got to move on with the thing, and we got to start doing the movie things to make so, this happen. So, Bill, the executive producer actually fought for that scene because the director and ScarJo were both like, "This will not work." And mm-hmm. I don't, I can't remember the name of the dude who fought for it, but he's like, "No, no, no, this is gonna work. We need to keep the table scene." But really. Yeah, but what I, the funniest part to me was that Alexi and Melina were hitting on each other in the weirdest ways. Like, Melina had named a pig after him, but yet was, like, very attracted to him, which, that's just so endearing to to be pining after this dude that you had, like, fake children with, and you're like, I named a pig after you. (laughs) Like, weird, yeah, that was, it was very off-putting, and again, this is by design, you know, it's not supposed to be like, oh, wow, they're like, you know, super horny for each other, this is great. No, you're supposed to be cringy like two parents, like, eh, no, please, kids at the table, please stop. But it was very weird. Again, all of this didn't didn't work, and I'm glad I'm not the only one who thought so. Great. A little about uh, Well, 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 wait. <laughs> they agreed that it didn't work. I loved this scene. Did you? Okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was really into it, because Yelena had a breakthrough where she confronted all of them about their shit, where she was like, Melina, this this little science experiment that you ran on controlling people, it was me. And also, Natasha, you fucking abandoned me. And Alexa, you're not my dad. And then she, you know, gets up and leaves. <laughs> yeah, again, the glue that binds this film, Yelena, yeah, she's great. And that is an excellent moment. That moment, I guess all the nonsense beforehand does help contribute and give her the opportunity to, because through all out all that, She's just kind of sitting there drinking. And I love when she walks up, she just snatches the bottle of vodka and just runs to the bedroom. It's such a good beat. <laughs> it's a great beat. Yeah, I agree with you, though. She has a, that her little that little brief monologue is is excellent, right? It's kind of highlighting all the issues and problems that are here. I No one's, though, mentioned the almost killing of the pig. Oh, oh boy, yeah. was that sad and terrifying. And, of course, I love it because I'm weird. Yeah, I, I was thinking that too. There's a there's a scene that bugged me that I'm sure you enjoyed later. That we're yeah, it, it was in, it was interesting and cool, and it was it sh- and what it did was it really showed Melina her her power, like her intelligence. It was smart people doing evil things. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I yes, liked and it. She, and yeah, she cool. was like, yeah, um, we the hydro scientists created the cellular blueprint, and we find out the whole reason that they were in Ohio was to get this cellular blueprint from the hydro scientists that were there at the time. And the blueprint was of the basal ganglia. And then she starts talking about the neuropsychology behind basal ganglias, which I'm a psych major. I took a neuropsychology class. This part tickled my brain in such a beautiful way. <laughs> cool. That's cool. It was it accurate? Like, uh, it, yeah, the, the function of the basal ganglia is procedural learning. So, yeah. Huh. Interesting. Um, it, do we know that that's the mind control center? No, that's fake. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that's fake. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just I'm just curious about the how how much work they went into, you know, at least getting terminology right and getting some of that right. That's cool. Meanwhile, the pig's going. Lexi is dying. And I'm like, oh, God, are they going to kill that pig? They're not going to kill the pig. You can't kill pigs in movies. Can you kill pigs in movies? I think you yes. can, but not in Marvel movies. And sure enough, shit, he had 11 seconds. Relax. Like, <laughs> it was uh, well, to die. But think about the brain damage he went through. Are you, yeah, I'm surprised he walked out of there under his own power. I mean, I mean, because he had no oxygen. Doesn't that do a lot of damage? He just like automatically got up. 
Yeah, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to fly out there. I mean, I would do it. Like, time to go. It, it turns out you need oxygen to survive. So, do brain cells require that stuff? It's important. V bad, V bad. Yeah. <laughs> and you have a small scene with with the Red Guardian singing to you, and you start singing the American Pie song from all that years actually, ago. My favorite scene of them. That's actually cute. I, I actually, it's, it's cute. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have where all the soldiers attack, and you have the whole team get captured. But before and that, like, so yes. Yelena and Daddy are off having this moment, and Nat is having a really sad moment with Mom because yeah. Melina is like, by the way, your mom didn't discard you. She actually fought for you and was murdered by Dracov because she was too relentless, which, you know, it, it's kind of humanizing for Natasha to see that, like, her mom had the same traits that she has now as an adult, which is very relentless and very protective. I forgot about that. But yeah, that's a really good little thing when they talk about that. Because she always blames that she was just dropped off and abandoned and find out she wasn't. Mm-hmm. She was paid off, kind of. <laughs> Probably not much of a choice. I'm assuming it wasn't exactly a choice. It was, you're coming with us, period. Yeah, yeah. and we also find out that Nat was selected by a program that was like, uh, it evaluated like genetic potential. And I like, it was, it was a pretty interesting too, where I almost feel like Melina was trying to justify what happened. You know, mm-hmm. like, well, no, 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 you... We were kidnapped. You were selected because you were genetically superior. And I think this is my, it shows a lot of the justification or, and the rationalization Melina's done over the years, probably because she has a heart. She's not an evil mustache twirling monster <laughs> like Drakeoff. She's a human being with like emotions and feelings and thoughts. And this might, this is probably what she's been saying to herself for years and years and years. No, no, you are selected because you're the best of the best. And we're trying to make you better. And, I think she has one line where she says something to the effect of not being programmed is detrimental to society or the, the, the best of society are the ones who control is some, what was it? I, I'm floundering. Someone help me. Something. I, I don't remember. All I can think of the Assassin's uh, Creed thing. Nothing is permitted. Everything is allowed or one or the other. Nothing is allowed. Everything is permitted. Something to the effect of control. Control is necessary. Yes. That's from control is necessary. You must have control. And mind control is just another form of control, which is necessary. Whew, man, that was a long road to get there. <laughs> you did great, though. I'm I, very you know proud what? of you. I got, I climbed that mountain. I got there. You did. You did. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have all the soldiers that show up. They get everybody gets drugged. Essentially, I, I did laugh at the red guards. Like they can't stop me, and they just plug them full of uh, tranquilizers. That was hilarious. It was freaking hilarious to me. We skipped the scene where he got into a suit. Oh. We're gonna skip that. Oh, yeah. Incredibles, right? The scene from The Incredibles where the dad puts on a suit. Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> yep. funny. That uh, okay, so that bad. was that was funny. And then oh, she's yeah. like, "You're still you're still hot" or something like that. She makes some kind of comment. It yeah. still fits, and he can barely breathe. <laughs> I, I think we can all relate to like when you have that pair of jeans that's just a little bit too small, so you have to do like the jump and then the exorcism to try to get it on. <laughs> <laughs> I completely understand. <laughs> Uh, but it, it's it's just very touching, and then well, everything with that, and then you get and they get flown to the red room, which I I like that this movie pulls a Mission Impossible two scene in it. Essentially, is what I always think of. Yeah, and that's any time that anyone rips off a face, it will always be Mission Impossible two. For Am I the only one who felt that tech to be way over the like way over the top? Or the, the fact James that it never gets used besides this and Winter Soldier. Okay. Right. It just feels like. I was like, where did this come from? <laughs> and it, it kind of took me out. And again, I'm willing to I'm willing to suspend my disbelief, you know, to a certain extent in these movies. And I'm really well, I'm willing to stretch. 
But that one for me was like, oh, wait, so you have this like mask that makes your face completely indistinguishable from another face and you can just program another face, including sh- contours of your face, you know, and all the and things that you're the way you talk and the way you talk and your head shape because your heads are different shapes. Clearly, <laughs> I don't know. It just it's really as if yeah. it's somebody like a different actor playing actress playing the part. Huh. Weird. Oh, imagine that. Well, I, no, I know it's a little overdone. Did they ever share that they had that tech before this movie, or is that like brand new to Black Widow? Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was a little silly there, too. That's it. It's in one small scene <laughs> in Winter Soldier. And yeah, never but, brought back. But Winter Soldier is also an incredible film. So it yes. kind of, you know, eh. but yeah, I don't know. It just uh, it felt very weird and out of place and just too fantastical for the, the scene, you know. And again, I'm just there to watch the things blow up and watch people fight each other. I <laughs> mean, know? I'm really. You get a lot of that, and for most part, it's pretty good. But and I that do like, me. throughout this movie, they talk about how they've been looking for the Red Room, and it's always under the radar, and then it shows you why it's it's over the radar, because it's up in the sky. It's a floating <laughs> fortress. It was fun. All, all, all we need to hide our floating fortress is a cloud. No one will ever fly through this cloud. Planes, go around this cloud. Nothing to see here. So hey, maybe they took a lighthouse stupid. to get up there. What do you think? They went to the lighthouse and it shot them up all the way up into the clouds. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> I had to. Don't 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 uh, don't summon don't summon that beast. I I uh, I found it was ridiculous. That was so stupid. Like that is um, that's I like stupid. a lot. That's and you some know, 1960s comic stuff. And I Sorry, also I laughed like when you f- go ahead, Lena. Sorry. Uh, I was gonna say go the, the real enemy of the floating fortress was gravity. Yes. <laughs> yes, it was. Yes, Which I, I feel like gravity is kind of all of our enemies, if you think about it. Hmm. It's truly the thing that's keeping us down. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was a dad joke. Gross. I loved it. Thank oh, you. so gr- I listen. Hey. I, I did laugh because earlier when they had the avalanche, Elena makes a comment like, this, this would be an awesome way to die. And then when she's strapped to the table after that, she got captured and they're about to cut open her brain. She's like, this is not a cool way to die. <laughs> they're going to just start cutting her head open, which is kind of fucked up. Yeah, and it's also again this evil Bond villain nonsense. Like, you know, yeah. we we'll keep her keep her alive while we do the incision. And I'm like, really? Why do you have to keep her alive? Like, why, wouldn't wouldn't the safest thing to do with this trained killer? Put a bullet. You can in do her? lots of yeah. Or how about you just put a little needle on her neck, put her to sleepy <laughs> time, and then do all cranial incisions you want. But of course, it's the, it's a it's a Marvel movie. We have to have this like escalating tension, and oh, it's gonna go through her head. That's hard. Well, I had I had different beef with that because they should have anesthetized her because, you know, if you're going to try to cut someone's brain and you're trying to figure out what's different about it, you're not going to get clean margins if they're moving around. Very good point. That's a yeah. very when you point. pass out, though, pretty quickly. Mm, I don't know. I feel like a trained assassin who is like okay. cut her own leg open to like pull a chip out <laughs> of it. Point. She's probably a little like her pain threshold is a little higher. Okay, yeah. I'd be the one screaming and passed out within seconds, so that's why. Oh, I would, I yeah, I would just wilted like a uh, like a flower, just like a flower in the desert. I would just <laughs> that would have been me. But no, they 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 make the foolish decision not to um, put her to sleep before making their incisions and doing their brain stuff. Nope, they she has an ear thing in her ear, tiny little microscopic ear thing that no one can see, which they is fine. somehow didn't notice. Yeah. They somehow didn't notice. Well, I guess they missed that part of her head when they were examining her. <laughs> see, they, they did the magic marker from the other side. If they had started on her right side, that would have been <laughs> easily found out. They just kind of plucked that out. Oh, what's this thing? <laughs> would have been a lot different. Would have been a lot different. She wouldn't have been in the sequel. 
Nope. <laughs> uh, and then we were talking about earlier with the face mask and we're making fun of. This is where Melania or actually Black Widow goes into the room to confront Drakov and you have a whole scene and then she takes off her mask and, oh, it's not who you thought it was. Well, can we talk about how gross Drakov was? Like, he was just sure. so close to her. Like, that entire time when you when you think it's Melina before it's revealed that it's Black Widow. He's, his proximity to her, like, it, there's a personal bubble. And Drakov gives no fucks about the bubble. He is no. like, let me get close to you with my moist body and my hot, smelly breath and get right <laughs> up in your ear. It, it gave me ick. Big it's- ick. It's super ick. He probably smells like cabbage. Like just, <laughs> oh, just bad boiled cabbage. That's all I kept thinking was he's got to smell like cabbage. Oh, I, I do like sorry, parts. That's an image. Sorry. <laughs> I do it like parts of the scene, though. Like how disgusting he is and the way he's talking about how of the women of the widows, like how they're just expendable. And he's going through this whole thing. And, and I do like the part when widow, when she re- he makes a comment about or she already knew about it, but that she can't hurt him because of the smell. Pheromones. The pheromones. So, like, I like the idea that he has her just keep punching. She kind of convinced him to keep punching her in the face by agonizing him, and he just keeps hitting her in the face. Antagonizing. Yes. And she just keeps hitting him in the nose, or he keeps hitting her in the nose, and it's like, maybe you shouldn't hit the person in the face with the nose when you realize that, you know, they're going to kill you the moment that you... But he's not... Oh, he's he's not confined by logic, though. Like, logically, we would know not to damage the nose if that's, a you know, integral yeah. to our evil plan. However, he's just a crazy dude who's not in control of his emotions. And he's just like, wow, you pissed me off. I'm going to hate you several times. Yeah, but I mean, the film does set them. Set, well, see, see, the film doesn't set him up to be anything except someone to hate and smell bad. So we really don't know what he knows. Like, I was almost going to say, well, he's obviously really intelligent. Wait, no, that doesn't mean anything. How do we know he's intelligent? Probably not. He probably has minions who do his smart person stuff for him. (laughs) So he's really ruthless and cruel. Yes, we've established that. So, yeah, I guess I can see him getting all hot and bothered because a woman is trying to make fun of me and I can't bear it. So I'm going to punch you because it's so one note and stupid. I don't like this villain at all. I cringe though when she smashes her face against the table and breaks her nose. I cringe. That's that was so badass. I was so proud of her in that moment. That was like (laughs) one of my favorite moments in the movie, to be honest. Yep, I got the right. Uh, And then when later on, like she knocks her nose back in place, and I shuddered physically. (laughs) Can you do that? She's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) What a little badass! Just (laughs) you set that nose back. Amazing. But the nose is cartilage, so I don't know if you can put it back like that. Well, it was a nerve she had to sever. Oh. I don't think you can snap a nerve back together. Oh, no. No, that's done. I, okay. you know, they ever follow up with her, like, not having a sense of smell? Because if you, yeah, once you sever a nerve, I think, the, yeah, the nerve's gone. Yeah, so yes. never smelling again. That's okay. I would take that. It's going to taste like shit from now on to Natasha. Uh, and that's why she I has such a bad it. attitude. I, I would disable my nose if I could. I need that in my job. No, but then I wouldn't be able to know. I need my nose. No, I'll, I'll take it. You can take my nose. Michael, your senses. My, Mike, did you just say I would disable my nose if I could? Yeah, like, if I could upgrade my other senses and trade, yeah. You would trade your nose? I would trade would smell taste. and taste to see and hear better. Yes. Are you? What? 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 We're all like, what? <laughs> I, I don't want to hear this, by the way, many times throughout my I life. Let's, let's talk about know you right now. Let's put a pause <laughs> on this. The, let's talk about the senses that we would give up in order to have better other ones. Like, <laughs> I need sight. I need touch. I need hearing. I, I would give up sight so I could taste cookies better. 
Nope. Yeah. I could um, I could handle not tasting things because then I would eat whatever and it wouldn't bother me. I think I would give up touch. I couldn't touch. Up, no, I couldn't give up touch because that tactility is like vital. Like I would just be like, do you guys ever? Has anyone seen Everything Is Everyone or whatever yeah, that movie's yeah. called? Oh, it's phenomenal. Well, anyway, I won't spoil it then. But it's a <laughs> yeah touch. I don't know. I like all my senses. Call me crazy. I think they're all rather useful. <laughs> I don't know. As a guy who used to have to suck up garbage at work in a, in a, with a truck and the smell, you know what? Take away my nose, I would have been okay. Uh, you know, this was a was a purely facetious topic, but I'm really glad that we went here. Yeah, this is. I think this, yeah. this brought a lot of truth to light. <laughs> <laughs> it really did. <laughs> I don't know. And then, so you, while that is happening, you have a bunch of other scenes that are all playing out. Like, to finish up Natasha's scene, like, you have that. And at the same time, then he escapes and all these widows come in and start beating the shit out of her. But during that, that conversation with Natasha, he also reveals, hey, oh, yes. by the way, my daughter, she's still alive. She's Taskmaster. Eat shit, Natasha. She's going to kill you now. <laughs> well, is, I guess Natasha goes after Elena. Which is like yeah. the biggest like Scooby-Doo reveal. I, and that is legitimately like, aha, it's, it's, it's the person you thought she killed. I'm like. I, I didn't see that coming in the theater, and I think when I, when it happened, both times I kind of groaned like, oh, I like really? it. I it's not know. the same as the comics, it's, but I like it. Oh, really? What's the what's the comics? It's just a guy. Oh, just a dude? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's such a writery thing to do. Like, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a writer thing, right? I got to connect all the dots. Nothing can just be a thing. Everything has to be connected to the other thing because that's how writing works. It just didn't feel very natural. I just felt like, okay, it's fine. <laughs> that's that's a fair critique, but I loved it. Okay. I did you like the explaining. Did you like you the see poetic, her face? Like, um, Wouldn't yeah. her face be a lot more burned, though, from that fire? Well, it's a Marvel movie. It's PG-13. It's not going to be yeah. like, you know. What you'd want? Exactly. She, had, yes. she had a lot of scarring, and we don't see the rest of her body. I'm I'm sure okay. she had a lot of burning. Um, Probably. Yeah, I mean that was pretty pretty rough. And yes, Michael, you're you're Mike, you're right. I I would have loved to see just like horrible burns and grossness because I'm strange. <laughs> you like horror movies? You like I, the gross stuff? I do. Freddy Well, well documented on this program that I do. <laughs> yeah, Reanimator. Hmm. Reanimator. <laughs> I got my nurse at work to listen to that. I think. <laughs> oh, nice. I feel sorry for her. Apologies, Elena, if that's not your your cup of tea. I just sometimes find there's horror. There's beauty in the uh, not my cup of tea. Hello. Well, I oh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> oh, you did. Oh, so you did mention Midsummer. Oh, I mean, sorry. That's a pleasant family drama about a yes. cult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's wholesome. We're gonna watch that. Next it's wholesome. Yeah, I, I think you guys should. I think you should. I'd love to hear how you feel about that. I will not be watching it ever again. But no. um, I do oh, want to 100. percent I, I will I go on that. I'll go on that journey really? with you, Mike. Also, you. I'll go <laughs> <laughs> but, will watch anything for the podcast but not for me you know <laughs> you know me true it's very true so, you you have a small scene with like the flashback that shows where millennia winnow put this whole plan together to, for her to disguise but it's just there and like when taskmaster breaks free like she runs straight to or does she go to kill she goes to kill yelena because yelena has the vials correct alexi um she goes after alexi and Melina, because Alexi's like, wow, I think I could punch something and or crush something or something like that. And Melina's like, oh, I have something you could crush. And then there's Taskmaster. And then <laughs> Melina has to go, you know, take down the whole fortress. 
And Alexi's like trying to spill his heart out to her. And she's Which, gone already. He he like turns around. She's gone. He's like, are you fucking kidding me? Because they also left him out of the earpieces. So he'd been trying to spill his guts to Natasha, apologizing. And Lena's like, uh, she doesn't hear you. No one hears you. So Lexi's trying so fucking hard to mend this family. <laughs> and Which, no one, they, they're just like, fuck you, Alexi. We don't, we don't give a shit. Which time and place, Alexa? You're like, <laughs> eyes on the prize. You know, this is not the time to try to repair relationships. This is time to, like, save the day there, Red Guardian. I don't know. Yeah, a lot of this film is, a lot of this movie is spent making him look stupid. <laughs> yes. He, he cannot he, read the room, read the red room. <laughs> no. <at all. laughs> he certainly can't. And And all his role in this entire film really is to walk around, be told he's stupid and made fun of and ignored for all of his fatherly advances. <laughs> and then when they're in the final fortress, just get the shit beat out of them <laughs> by Taskmaster <laughs> while the ladies go and take care of business. And I'm actually okay with every single bit of this. This is yeah, perfectly acceptable and fun. He's, he's just a, a big, for the villain. dumb distraction. <laughs> I, I, like I feel bad for him. He's just really going through it. Like <laughs> He's had a day. He's had a day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of all of them, he's really had the day. <laughs> and I, when Taskmaster fights him, though, I got a big smile when she does the claw thing from Black Panther. That made me smile. That's cool. That's cool. I got I it. Didn't, just, yeah, I just liked it. <laughs> I did. Yeah. I like that character a lot. I did laugh, though, when there's one point when Yelena drops out of a vent and she does the pose, and then she's like, oh, and she makes like a, like, she's so horrified. She cringes. Oh, I was so stupid. No, I'm above this. (laughs) I love the pose. Yep. And then, so the widows go in for Nat, and Dracov was like, yeah, um, kill her, but take your time. And they do. They take their time just beating the absolute piss out of this woman who has a broken nose and has just gotten smacked to shit from Dracov. So they just fuck her up. I feel like she wouldn't walk very good after this. Well, she already had bruises. Like, we we saw that Yelena saw all these bruises on her body. So she has just been beaten and battered for weeks. I mean, yeah, I mean, her hair is still fit with Civil War. Because I, I, I'm wondering if it's that quickly after Civil War, like if those are supposed to be references to what happened to her in Civil War, but I can't remember. Maybe. That's a, that's a maybe. I think I, it was reference to Taskmaster kicking her ass for the, oh, the gas at the beginning. You're right. Yes. That makes more right. sense. You're right. Yes. Because they are pretty, those are pretty fresh bruises. Yes. Yeah. Well, she's, she, and she's got still, she got work to do still because she's supposed to jump out of a sky station <laughs> and plummet, I don't know how many miles to the earth while dodging bodies and plane fragments and taskmaster so no rest <laughs> for the weary that one i mean mm-hmm. that's that's rough but yeah so she's almost to be continue to be brutalized by the other widows till um yelena comes and drops the balance of the gas returning all the widows back to a normal human being cool. very cool moment it's a, it's, it's a very cool moment and then they go sw- and escape you have a small scene where she gets all the information from his computer why the whole red room is falling apart because in an earlier scene, Milena takes a freaking like gun and shoots the ceiling and drops metal into the engine and takes out the fucking engine. So. <laughs> small change of plans. I took out <laughs> I took out the engine and we're going down into a controlled crash. <laughs> I love that. And I guess like for me, like when the way that she talked for that for that scene really reminded me of Evie from Mummy for some reason. It just really yeah. did. 
Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Just the way she. I love mummy. Okay. okay I got nothing. I'm sorry. I've never seen, seen the mummy, so I, I'm going to change. Yo, what? I've never what seen it. Are you kidding? That's my a, that's my is, bisexual awakening was the cast <laughs> of that movie. Really? Okay. Yeah. I have no, I no idea. Very cool. I mean, Mummy movie. is Brendan Fraser, right? Yes. 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 I, I think I had an early allergy to Brendan Fraser. I think that's why. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if I still have it. I haven't ex- been exposed to a Brendan Fraser in quite some time, so I may have to give it a watch. Well, I'm, I'm going to hmm. put it on the show, I think, September, October. So. Just nice. Because. There you go. We'll see. Just because I'm going to put my, my in October's up. Halloween. And I want to watch the movie again. Okay. And I can't do anything with those since for the show. So. Yeah. Yes, I know this. Okay. <laughs> so, so, like, the whole place is coming down, and Nat is falling through all this shit, just getting her ass kicked again by this fortress. And then she comes across a taskmaster who has been locked in one of those, like, unbreakable little cells. And she is like, I wrote down the quote. I know you're still in there and I'm not going to leave you. So even though she knows that Taskmaster is about to beat the rest of her ass, that's that untouched at this point. There's not a lot of it, but the little bit that's left, Taskmaster is about to just destroy. So <laughs> then they go down together. I, I, li- I think this moment with Garl Johansson and Taskmaster, I think this might be our best bit of acting in the movie. I think this is a really touching scene where she's being careful and she 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 feels like she's really putting some work into this moment she feels genuinely afraid like this mm-hmm. this task ma- she doesn't know it is yet but she's gonna person could genuinely screw me up and, and mess me up and is fearful like letting a lion out of a cage you're like okay okay listen you're not gonna maul me to death are you okay i know you're in there please and uh, i think it's actually a really good bit of acting from Skojo. So not all negative about Miss Johansson. She did, I think she did really good work in that scene. Yeah. She did. And then right after that, <laughs> Yelena was trying to have her cool death by taking a Draco and Nat went after her while she was falling. So if you're going to fall, we're going to go down together. Yep. Pretty awesome. I did like that. That's I really like watching her shoot down to the sky. <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe it also made me think of Mission Impossible again. Mm-hmm. Oh dear! What? Some of them are decent movies, I think. <laughs> it just made me think. Of it. I don't know why. And then, and then we see Drakov uh, get Bird. exploded. It's great. He deserved it. That was good. Yeah. He's got to be one of the villains out of all these movies that really deserve just a burn. I, you know what? I wanted him to suffer a bit more. <laughs> I, I could have used <laughs> him like, like splay down a couple, like fall down on a couple of pieces, like you know, floating rebar, oh. plunge through his leg, going. Aah! How about some green goo shoved into him so he reanimates and he's all upset and no, dying? No, no, I don't need to. He's no. carrying his own head. I don't. That's a fine. I believe <laughs> that's reanimator. But yeah, no, I just want. I don't know. Burned up in a plane. It's pretty quick. He he needed to suffer at the hands of like the. You know, but actually thematically pretty interesting. If the uh, if he had like fallen down and like God, it's like you know, arm caught in something. You know, something gross happens that makes me smile. Descended. Yes, and then the widows descended, and he's like, "Why aren't you going after her?" And they just smile, and they just start smacking him. I created him. you, <laughs> right? That would have been cool. Yeah, and then them smacking the hell their their truncheons or whatever hell they are carrying around. That would have been amazing. That, but they wouldn't have we... been able to because of his pheromones. We would have had oh, yeah, they had to break all their noses. Oh, good. All have to break their noses. Oh, okay, but good then point. they. They all walk in and they got blood trickling down their. Or no, face. maybe we just have a scene where it's like, "I can't kill you, but I don't have to save you." 
Nothing. That's 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 a very very good point. Maybe they all deactivate their nose like Mike wants to do. Maybe that's what they can just flip that switch. <sighs> yes, and it becomes that's canon great. that Black Widows just can't smell anything. And then you have a small scene where Window Widow fights Taskmaster. They fight very shortly from what I remember. It wasn't it didn't last long before she gasses her and then she she comes there and you realize that she was under control too the whole time. Yeah. And her first words Natasha says I'm sorry and the first thing Taskmaster says is is he gone? Mm-hmm. Which I I haven't shared yet, but I want you guys to know that I sobbed so hard during this movie at a few parts and that was the part where I absolutely lost it. Okay, complete silence because I know y'all don't agree with me, but I'm crying so hard. I completely understand. No, yeah, I mean it's a it's it is very effective, and I and it is effective because the look of kind of horror on her face, the eyes darting, where is he? And realizing she has her faculties now, right? Realizing, and it also makes you wonder how aware are they? Are they kind of like? You know, I have no mouth, but I'm a scream kind of thing where they're aware, but they have no control. Yeah. Right. Are they and we don't really know that. Oh, uh, Elena um, makes a comment that she knew what was happening. but didn't have control of herself. She did say that. It. OK. Yeah. OK. So how somewhere. scary is that? Right. Like you, you you're aware, but you you have no control over your function. So you still have a piece of your brain that's functioning as it ought to. And to have the other half, the controlling part just whisked away. And now you have full control again. Yeah, what what could it possibly feel like? No, it's it's a very touching moment. I I yeah, I I get it. Yeah, absolutely. No, and then and then so Natasha goes on her PR apology tour and hits up Yelena next. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and she says in Russian, which I'm not even going to try to read, but she says, "Forgive me, little sister. I should have gone back for you." So like Natasha has gone through this full like circle through the movie, or I guess not circle, but like a rainbow. Where she started with denying all the shit she'd done wrong. And then at the end, she's finally like, you know what? Saying sorry is what's going to get me out of this. I'm just going to say sorry. Yeah. No, it's it, it does wrap up nice. It's a little contrived because, again, we did have this giant falling out of a space station scene. And <laughs> it's very over-the-top action-y. And everything works out okay. You know, because everyone kind of lands somewhat safely. Nobody got a cut on them. All that class. No, but- nobody got a cut. <laughs> Everyone's hair looks fantastic, you know. Everyone's just well coiffed still. Yes, everybody's perfect. No dirt, no nothing. That suit is still pretty white. Yeah. Yes, you still not covered in red like it should be. Yeah. No, exactly. True. The uh, you know, maybe maybe cue the hairdresser. Just gave him a quick touch up before they all got back together. <laughs> I don't know. Hello. Uh, maybe I. It's it is pretty effective, and it's closing the loop on the themes of this, of course, which is family, which is. Which is something you can't choose your family sometimes, but you can also choose your family, if that makes sense, right? They they're not a natural family, but they were they grew up together, spent three years together. That's a long time. There's bonds created through human beings. And um, even though they're not like a nuclear family, they still have that kind of connection. But it's not a big teary, like, oh, and they hug. It's it's very natural. Like, hey. We're a team, you know, t- to a certain extent. And it also reminds Natasha what it's like to be part of a team. And that's, I think, the catalyst for her to kind of go back and say, all right, I got to get the band back together. Um, you know, see you guys on the flip. And then we also see the widows go to Taskmaster and say, yeah, we're going to take care of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sisterhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Super sweet. Yeah. It's really good. 
And then the, the, the whole family leaves and she waits for for Ross to come pick her up. And that's the <laughs> end of the movie. Well, no, not the end of the movie. It's the, and I get very upset at this scene because you have this you have the scene where she's waiting for Ross. You see Ross coming. And then the show cuts to two weeks later. She's the blonde widow now. And she's getting she has a pretty much a Quinjet from the guy that was getting her all the equipment. And she's like, I'm going to go help the Avengers. And it, this part irritates the hell out of me because what the hell happened between these two weeks? I have she no was getting idea. her hair done. She can you get that done in two weeks? I think so, right? Like, well, you see, she took she did the box first, and then she realized this is not going to work. So then she had to go get a color correction, and it takes time. Sometimes you know the stylist is booked out. Yes, I do. Yeah, Yeah, four or five hours. (laughs) It's very important to have you know well coiffed hair if you're going to go back to the Avengers. So much though. I want to know what happened in the movie. I want to know how does she break her deal with Ross? Is that why she gets let go? What happened? Maybe they'll make a whole entire movie. Maybe yeah, they'll after she sued yeah. him? Sure, yeah. sure they are. Maybe they'll make a series of what happened between that moment, the two well, weeks. One of them Disney is dead, here. and yes. one of them sued the company, so I don't think either actor is coming back. Oh, is the actor who played, is the yeah, Ross actor died, dead? Unfortunately. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Uh, recently, last few months. Sad. Yeah, it, so yeah, they won't they won't be explaining that very well then. Yeah, it really bugged me too. I was like, so I'm thinking like, you know, she's either going to evade them or I don't know, run away, I guess. I don't know. She has nothing. There's no vehicle by her. So I guess the she, I mean, I she don't know. For him. Because yeah. like what it lead, alludes to when she says she's gonna go break them out, it alludes to that she joins Cap in the very end that this movie takes place after Civil War happens. But before the end credit scene of Civil War is what the storyline of this movie is supposed to take place. Then hmm. that doesn't make sense to me, and it bothers me a lot. It's weird. It's very weird. I I had the same thought. It was like, what? Where? What did she do in those two weeks other than to get her hair done and change her hair color? Very well, by the way. That's a very. I don't know if that's a natural <laughs> blonde. I, I don't really know what that means. But <laughs> I was going to say something very stupid. I backed out of that one real quick. Um, but also, like as yeah, I, I said know, before. I on the show, I don't like the blonde hair either. But I just it just yeah, bothered me well so done. much I didn't know what the hell was. I like the blonde hair in Scarlett Johansson, not on Black Widow. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. It's the worst look of Black Widow in all the movies. But that's You don't think that wanna... her first appearance with the that pit wig with the tight red curls, I I haven't even seen that movie, but I'm offended by that. <laughs> I am not. But then again, I don't know I don't know anything about hair, so like it's I completely awful. bought the box dye part and did not think one thing about it until you guys pointed out. So, hey. Very funny. <laughs> but no, it just really, and also the other thing that really irritates me is that she has this movie, and yet this is the end of the character. I mean, it really doesn't feel like the end of the character. It just feels like we made you care about the character, and we introduced you to this family you didn't know exist. And oh, guess what? She's already been dead, you know, two movies ago. So <laughs> that's nice. Like, I don't bother me a lot, a lot, a lot. Yeah, kind of weird. But then she flies off with her Quinjet, or kind of sort of Quinjet. I don't think it actually is one, although it looks it, like it, one. Yeah, I guess it is. I guess it's a Quinjet. And it, the final shot are fireflies, which is a very cute little nod to the very beginning of the film. Nice wrap up there. Good job, director. And that's <laughs> when did that's we get the title happened. screen? Did you see it at all? I did. Wow. I didn't. Did I? I didn't see it. Neither did I. Oh, well, Helena, we have an issue where when we watch these we movies, do. we always look for the title screen to Marvel movies. That's oh. We are in. We are insane about this. Yeah, they didn't say where's this Black Widow. It's a title movie. I don't remember when it when it is in this movie. We always try oh, to look for it. I don't think there was one. Maybe I did. I I was starting to watch I, the credits. 
Don't know. I don't know. Well, I hit. I did skip credits, so maybe Same. it's during the credits. So that's probably where it is. It's got to be during this, the credits that I skipped on Disney Plus. So, but you <laughs> did watch the last scene, right? Sure did. Does this make Can't any sense it. to you, Bill? Oh, you don't what, remember what? that. I don't remember sense. it. I watched it two nights ago. I genuinely have no it's recollection. It's Elena of it. goes to Natasha's grave. Yes. Okay. With and then a the character you've never seen before shows up, sneezes. Is a. <sighs> I don't like it. She shouldn't be playing a serious character because it just yeah. I just feel like it's a dumb. Uh, she's Madam Hydra. I know that might mean nothing to you, but that's who that character is. Oh, she's Madam- in. She's in Winter. Uh, she's in Falcon and Winter Soldier. Is that yes. correct? Is this was supposed to be her first appearance, where you'd see her in this, and then you would see her in Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yes. But because mm-hmm. this, they kept postponing this. You didn't see her until end of Falcon or Falcon and Winter Soldier. But yeah, she's she is Madam Hydra in the comic. So she's putting together her version of the Avengers. That's why you have the stuff that happens in Falcon and Winter Soldier. You have that's what she's doing here, where she's kind of recruiting Elena, but she's not good. Yeah, well, she she takes out her little iPad, too, and is like, uh, yes, let's go after the dude who killed your sister. And it's what's his face? Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Yeah. Yep. It's Hawkeye. It's just weird. I never understood what I, I, I don't understand what that means oh i know why because he was up there on the mountain when she took her little tumble yeah and he didn't kill himself instead of her he tried he tried i know i cried tears in that movie they they <laughs> worst part of the whole entire mcu i think that i don't quote me on why i think this but i'm pretty sure that uh, natasha was buried in ohio yes i think you're right huh i That's do cool. not know that that's pretty neat it's sad. I this is the uh, the other time I like openly wept in the movie <laughs> was was her uh, you know touching the grave and putting her head to it and then doing that little whistle. Yeah, that was t- that was that was really cool. It was very cool, very neat. I, I when she did the whistle toward at the at the very end before the end credits, I didn't remember. I I had a thought like I'm sure that was in the movie at some point. And it was at the very very beginning. I don't think they did it again until the end. No, I don't. They didn't. Okay. And that's, again, this is me. This is very much so nitpicking. I would have liked them to maybe do it a couple of times throughout so I remember. When they did it, I'm like, <laughs> is that a thing they do? And then I had to like really think back, oh, I think they did it at the very beginning. Okay. Accept it as truth. Move on. Not a big deal. <laughs> but um, I, think it, I think they had to wait until we accepted them as sisters again. I thought they accepted each other oh, as sure. sisters. Sure. Okay. Yeah, that's that makes fair. Sense. That's fair. And small <laughs> spoiler, Yelena was blipped, which is commented later on in the series oh okay so yeah yeah when you watch hawkeye you'll understand so it's reference in there obviously she's in hawkeye surprise Ta-da. all right any last thing to say about this film before we go to shelf stacker box no i say go there i guess let's go for it okay uh, tiffany you want to go first <laughs> no i think i haven't decided yet okay <laughs> that has never happened before <laughs> Wow. In we 300 something episodes. So All right. Sorry. I'll go first. This is going to go on the shelf. I really enjoyed this movie. I enjoyed it when I saw it a year ago. I'm glad I waited a year to rewatch it, to review it for this show. It's almost a year just because it that extra time made me, I think, appreciate it more. And I had a lot more. I really enjoyed it a lot. I, I think it's. I just get upset with where it is, but definitely go on the shelf. It's It's a great movie. And what about you, Helena? Oh, I mean, (laughs) as I said at the beginning of the episode, this movie means a lot to me for a lot of reasons. It's actually one of my top five favorite movies as well. So this is going on the shelf prominently. What about you, Bill? Um, That's awesome. I uh, before I before I go, um, (laughs) 
<laughs> did you realize that Scarlett Johansson is? Did you know that Scarlett Johansson's five three? What? Five. That's what it says. What? She doesn't lie. Five three height. Five five feet three inches. That's insane. Just let just let that. So I'm gonna raise this movie up a few notches because she does all that crap with being five three. It's amazing. I don't know. That just blew my brain. That's want- why she wears high heels. Yes. <laughs> yeah. There you go. She's I uh, a teeny little powerhouse. Yeah, I'm just I'm just blown away that that's that's just five three. So anyway, movie, it's fine. So this is gonna be on the stack because it's I I don't have the personal or emotional connection I think Elena has to it. Obviously, I can't you, you can't critique emotional reactions or personal connections, right? That's just that's your experience, and I I truly love the fact that you had a personal experience with this film. I truly do. For me, it just felt like another standard Marvel movie, just like a lot of them. I, when, I, when we did our year-end, we did our you know, MCU end rankings, I commented that there's a lot of movies that are just in the B tier. That B tier is a very big, chonky tier because there's lots of B-level movies, and this slot's right in there. It, it's, it has all the beats of a Marvel movie. It's got some good action. It has a, a, a star-making performance by Florence Pugh. Pugh, Pugh. By Florence Pugh, I truly star making. I want to see her in like everything. Scarlett Johansson, she was out of it and she just didn't. I don't say she didn't care, but her heart was not in this performance. And it's a shame because if she was on her A game, because she is can be incredible when she's on her A game, this would have been an excellent movie. But for as it sits, it's it's a stack, and it's like a seven out of ten for me, which is okay. fine. Yeah. And Tiffany, we come again to you. <laughs> the stack. Uh... It was a good movie. I enjoyed it. Not my favorite of the Marvel movies, but I love Black Widow, so I did enjoy the movie. I'll stay in the set. All right. Not what I expected for all four, but hey. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's cool. all we got. <laughs> what were you expecting? That's my question. Like, yeah. what did you four think? Shelves. Yeah. Four shelves? Four you shelves, really? yeah. How I've been talking about this before, on and off. Before we started this. Before we started this, after all I've been saying to you, on well, after that, I knew where you were going. I was, but I'm saying before we started this, I this is my perception. Really? Yeah, I thought both of you would have liked it better than you did. That's all. <laughs> yeah, I'm devastated. Because <laughs> <laughs> I really like this movie, but then again, I'm biased, so I got nothing. I I'm feel also like biased. Sometimes when he's so energetic about a movie, that makes me react the opposite way. Yeah, where did Reanimate Reanimator go? <laughs> that piece of garbage, huh? <laughs> it went on the shelf. Nightmare Before Christmas. On the show. Okay, then yeah, I I I, I concur with that. <laughs> <sighs> oh, and if you enjoyed this episode, we did this. We are finally back to the MCU. This is episode I think twenty four of the MCU. God, that's a lot of them. Man, and we're gonna do more. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying. I, I was really burned out, and like it's hard for me to go back to it, but I'm trying. But it's no, it's it's been it's been a, almost a year, I guess, at this point. Let's maybe. watch the new Spider Man. We will. Yeah, that, that was great. No Doctor Strange movie. Those. Oh, good. that was good. I haven't seen it yet. Don't say you haven't seen it yet. You're a Benedict Cumberbatch brother. Like I don't. <laughs> I know. Listen, I know. I need my Benedict. I need my Benedict fix. I have ben- been I, talk, I can't say a word about that movie. Chrisley <laughs> Don't say. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Don't. Fendi pickle cucumber. <laughs> <laughs> and Helena, or yeah, Helena. Where can people find you at? Oh, you can find me anywhere at Hell Hath Fury on TikTok. Yeah. As I say, every single weekend or every single episode on the show. I was going to say every week, but <laughs> I always do it. And Bill, where can people find you at? Oh, I do a uh, podcast entitled A Gamer Looks at 40. It's a 
oral history of the history of video games as told by the people who lived it. Um, it's kind of like a documentary style audio thing where a bunch of people get on the show, talk about their personal experiences with video games in an attempt to get to the heart of the medium as opposed to the nuts and bolts. Um, our fine host here, Mr. Mike Alberton, has been on the show a number of times sharing awesome stories. I love when Mike comes on. He always shares cool stories. Like, you get the show. Like, you get it. A lot of people know. They're just like, oh, you get the point. So, yeah, if you feel – if that sounds like your cup of tea, then please check me out on Twitter at a gamer looks at 440 And I got a link tree in the bio. All the things are there yes. for you to click and enjoy. And every single episode has a link to his show, to his podcast. It sure does. Go check it. Just get down. <laughs> well, every after a certain point. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. As I say every episode, I'm going to say it anyway. I want to give a shot to my awesome intro and outro, sheet, outro courtesy of Helena at Hell Hath Free. You can follow her on TikTok. You will see the link in the show notes. I just wanted to say it because you're here. So, <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> That's why I say every every time. And if you enjoyed this, we did go through all the other MCU movies. So if you want to get all caught up, feel free. We. Those we need clicks for those episodes because that was a whole ton of work and pain and suffering and tears and blood, sweat. So just listen to those. We do movies, we do comics, we do games. That's the main thing of the show. We do everything. So go look at our entire backlog. If you can't find it, find it on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get your podcast. Everything is on Podbean because iTunes, Spotify only go back about 100 episodes. And when you publish over, have over 300, doesn't and you publish two to three a week, doesn't take long to make those disappear. So definitely go check all that out. Uh, if you want to support the show, we do have a Patreon. For a little dollar, you can vote in our we have a monthly poll. You can help support the show and vote what's gonna be a, an episode coming up that month. So definitely go help out help us out. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube. We are on YouTube with audio only, but you can find us there. And I think that's everything I need to say. So we will see you guys all next time. Bye everybody. Thank you. Bye.